today on the program. Oh, he was a little guy, kind of funny looking. It's Fargo. party i'm your host nick joining me today is the ox to my paul bunyan anthony babe i'm babe i'm the babe you're my babe that's goddamn right that feels right i like this one <laughs> that feels right it feels right where i right where it counts <laughs> this is about to split yourself a canyon with that big x fella <laughs> Uh, back on the show. Every time she's on the show, she has to come back to wash the stink of previous episode <laughs> off of herself. Coach Elise is back to wash uh, off faculty. That <laughs> I don't know what this is, and I don't like this trend. Can we get off this train? <laughs> Hi, guys. Uh, do you this is where you come to get off. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> Today. Wait, you don't got to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you ain't got to be that bad. <laughs> Today, we are talking about Fargo from 1996, written and directed by the Coen brothers. God bless the Coen brothers. Mm-hmm. Ah. Oh, they're so good. They're so fucking good. Uh, back on the show from uh, their first appearance on the rewatch party, Big Lebowski, which could have been it. They could have just done the Big Lebowski and been done, and they would have been the best fucking ever. Because I goddamn fucking love the Big Lebowski that much. Yeah, but, but the Big no. Lebowski is like the backside. I mean, they're. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> it's there's there's so much more, but even that would have been enough. And they bring us this, and they bring they're gonna be. I, we don't need to dig into their filmography because hopefully everybody listening knows it. And if not, you're going to find out a lot of it because a whole fucking lot of their filmography is in the rewatch. So don't worry. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. They're just so goddamn fucking good. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. this this movie won two yeah. Oscars. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Off. Expect a whole lot more of this. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. Did you know this movie had a $7 million budget? Only seven? Only seven and grossed uh twenty four point six billion and a worldwide sixty point six billion. Uh so far or opening weekend? Uh opening weekend was only seven hundred and thirty thousand. Oh Oof. yeah. I made that note actually on the last episode I made notes of all that too because I thought I was that guy and then I forgot to mention any of it. Turns well out this it movie matter. is also an hour hey, and thirty eight minutes and it's got <laughs> eight point one stars on IMDB. <laughs> Cool. What else you got over there? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I would like to point <laughs> out. Oh, I would like to point out, listener. She is actually looking at a book. That she doesn't just have the IMDb page pulled up on her phone. She actually wrote that out. Notes. Yeah. To be to be clear, there's only one of us that has our phone out. It, and it's, it, it's, and it's your host. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I wrote it on the backside of a napkin. <laughs> hey, if it's good enough for the Gettysburg Address, it's good enough for Fargo notes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I haven't, I haven't jizzed in this one yet. I'm gonna eat this. <laughs> this. <laughs> Just like Lincoln. <laughs> Just, Just like. like Lincoln. <laughs> I got a great idea for a speech. Surely one of these hasn't been coming yet. 
Just Martha. <laughs> that needs that needs to <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's a rewatch party shirt. Just, just like, like Lincoln. <laughs> Anytime there's not just on something, we're gonna say it's just, just like, like Lincoln. Lincoln. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Cohen Brothers—they're—they're—they're they're, they're fantastic. We don't. Everybody knows Cohen Brothers, and I wonder if they—they are so good that Garfield was directed by Cohen Brothers, but that's C O H E N. These Cohen Brothers are C O E N. The Garfield <laughs> Cohen Brothers, mentioned, but how how God bless him, fucking humanity's gift, Bill Murray gets film roles as he still has a landline answering machine that you have to call <laughs> and leave a message. And then when he finally gets back home from traveling the world and doing whatever the fuck Bill Murray does, he listens to his messages and will decide to return a phone call if he wants a role. So he got a call about the Coen brothers doing Garfield. Oh, <gasps> I know this story. And he loves the Coen brothers so much. He's like, I don't know why they're doing Garfield, but fuck it. They're awesome. If they're on board, I'm in. That's that can't be true. It is, is that ab- absolutely, absolutely true. It's true. That is, it's he a never true story. figured that out before he accepted the role. No. Then once then contract like were signed and like he figured it out and then it was like, fuck, now I gotta do well, this. Well he's Bill Murray. All the paperwork probably came to his house yeah, and he's just like somebody okay. would be like, Bill, you know that's, that's not, not that's, that's not, not Joel not Joel and Ethan. Ethan. It's, it's William and Murray. Bartholomew or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A good old Bart. Uh, but again, it's an answering machine. So he got home and got a message about hey, and then he bought a cell phone. And then he, he, he was like, "Fuck it, I can pay this." <laughs> Which is why in Zombieland, when he has his wonderful cameo, and they're like, "Do you have any regrets?" Garfield. Garfield. <laughs> that was great. His role in that movie was one of more perfect. I know. Oh my god! Uh, but that's how. That's how. It's gonna take a long time before we get to that. I know. <laughs> I know. Especially since but Nick opened up the line for more movies. Yeah, no yeah. shit. This is never going to end. Uh-uh. I hope you're ready to be 80 years old and still talking about stupid movies. I, s- I just had my doctor's appointment, and they said with my cholesterol level and unhealthy <laughs> lifestyle, probably not. <laughs> uh, but no, I was saying that's how amazing the Coen brothers are, is that Bill Murray gets like, well, they're making Garfield? Fuck it, I'm in. God, you'd think that the Coen brothers <laughs> would immediately call them for their next movie. He's goddamn yeah. Bill Murray. Yeah. Like, oh, I was going to make a movie. He's never been in a Coen brothers thing. Bill Murray has never worked with the Coen brothers. Hold on. He Let's w- change this to the Coen brothers podcast and see if we can't get him. <laughs> 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 Bill, if you come on our podcast, maybe they'll they'll finally hear about you and put you in one of their movies. <laughs> He's like, okay, so we're talking... About Expendables 3? Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Coen Brothers didn't do that. Uh, I feel like he's a cool enough guy. Oh, my God. He goes to people's weddings for the love of God. He'd be like, yeah, I'll go on your podcast. I feel like he's like the famous person that I would like. I would hope I would be if I was famous. Yeah, uh, there's all those stories. Like he runs, you know, be at a restaurant. As he walks by somebody's table, he like reaches down and grabs a fry off their plate and is like, Nobody will ever believe you. <laughs> eats it, like, yeah. looks him dead in the eye and eats it and then walks off. Nobody will ever believe you. Anthony he'll, like, does that up. to me already. Yeah, I don't know. Or he'll show Everybody up. Believes he her. shows up at bars and he goes behind. And this has happened in Manhattan, Kansas, because his brother, uh, Doyle Murray, William Doyle Murray, Bill Doyle Murray, whatever the 
gravelly voice guy that played the the pirate on on Family Guy, and they he named, was in Family. They named he was two in kids, Birmingham. William. Uh, God, what was the Doyle? <laughs> some Brian, Brian. God damn it, Brian Doyle, Brian. Now I'm Bill thinking it's like Brian. George Foreman. Yeah, right. Named all his kids George. George. That way I don't have to remember. <laughs> but no, so Brian. Anyway, uh, he went. His wife went to K State. So Brian Doyle Murray and his wife have a second home in Manhattan and go to Manhattan all the fucking time. And a lot of times, Bill Murray's running around Aggieville. And apparently, he at times would just walk into a bar in Aggieville and run behind the bar. And he's like, no, I'm going to bartend now. Why and did it, you it, guys leave? And everybody's like, yeah. No, I, what would you right. do? If you <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking Bill Murray. But Dude, thing, if I was Bill Murray, I would do the same thing. Like, the nope, thing is, whatever, right, he decide, whatever he decided he was making... It didn't matter what you want to... You could go up and order an old-fashioned, a vodka cranberry, a tequila shot, whatever. If he decided he was making white Russians, it didn't matter what you ordered, you're getting white Russian. Like, it didn't matter. Everybody would order something, and you're getting white Russian. He I, just, I feel he like just who's the asshole one? that's going to be like, no, Bill Murray. Yeah. I did not order it. <laughs> Nobody. And he knows that, and that's why it's so great. They're going to be like... I'm even fucking alert. I'm lactose intolerant, but I'm going to drink this white Russian and love it. I'm going to And then I'm going to... Where are you staying, Bill? Because that's where I'm going to poop. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the beauty of Bill Murray. And he's like... I I heard all these stories, but like I've heard a lot of them validated. And actually once in my LA days, because, you know, this whole movie podcast is really just a front for me to talk about myself. Yeah, name drop much. <laughs> and play with himself, unfortunately, for yeah. you yeah. that don't have to be here. This is really uncomfortable for me. I hate doing this show. <laughs> so, no, uh, in, in my island, uh, a friend of mine was house-sitting for Brian Doyle Murray because he and his wife were coming back to Manhattan and needed someone to like bring the mail in, feed the cat, and do stuff around the house. And so we went. And I got to go into Brian Doyle Murray's house in fucking Malibu. I thought you were gonna say in fucking masturbate. <laughs> no, I, I, well I did, but probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. But I fed his cat, brought his mail in, and how did so- you feed the cat? <laughs> <laughs> Here, kitty, kitty. <laughs> no, um, but he had you know a big. Big recliner in the living room with the table next to it. And had a script because he was also in the show The Middle. Um, Remember that weird, like no. I know that. Nope. The weird show The Middle? The the janitor from Scrubs was the dad of this family, and it oh, was a whole like, okay. family comedy thing. Now I know. But Brian Dwellen Murray was on it, and so we had a script for an upcoming episode. Just sitting out there, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like a Brian Dwellen Murray script, and I'm in this house. I could I could <laughs> sit in this chair and read the script. I, I did not sit in this chair and ever read the script. I mean, I yeah, I, I flipped through the script a little bit. I mm-hmm. definitely flipped through the script a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'll tie it into Bill Murray and Brian Dwell Murray has nothing to do with Fargo. So back to Fargo. Uh, movie opens with this is a true story. The events depicted in this film took place in Minnesota in 1987. At the request of the survivors, the names have been changed. Out of respect for the dead, the rest has been told exactly as it occurred. Which is absolutely this not is true. This is not a true story. <laughs> <laughs> None of it no, was no. true. Oh, jeez. Uh, no, they, they were inspired by real stories, like yeah. multiple yeah. different yes, crimes. Yes, there were but multiple were, crimes. This, none, this was not a crime that actually no, happened. They, right. they wanted well, to it, put that up front so that people would just suspend disbelief. 
right out of the gate, and they could just throw whatever they wanted out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of antidote, uh, antidotal stories in this where, like, the, the, the whole car buying Anecdotal. That one. That's Thank not you. Not antidotal. Whatever. We're not, we're not curing. <laughs> curing. We're not curing. I almost said AIDS, but that doesn't have an antidote. That <laughs> doesn't work that way. And I, I got nothing. <laughs> we're not curing Green Goblin. I'm completely lost right now. <laughs> <laughs> Green Goblin. Do you have that? <laughs> Is it terminal? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was the last time I saw something about antidotes. Was a Spider-Man movie. You just got to give him the antidote for whatever's making him crazy. <sighs> Is that the one? Is that the new one? Yeah, I've said, I've said too much. <laughs> said too much. Shut God up! Damn it. Spoiler Stop talking alert. about it. Everybody I'm knows. I don't. Villains show up. <laughs> All I've seen all over Twitter is Willem Dafoe. Willem well, Dafoe. You, we Willem need to Dafoe, stop giving. We need to stop giving shit to the dude that carried a bazooka <laughs> in the subway yeah. because he knows that villains show up and he's fucking prepared. <laughs> if goddamn Willem Dafoe yeah. comes in here, I am right. He's gonna throw those little pumpkin bombs, and I'm gonna fucking throw one right back. You, you want my cold cut trio? <laughs> Peel it from my dead hands. <laughs> bazooka. Bazooka. <laughs> I also actually, all right, so yes, the new Spider-Man movie, uh, it's it's all come out. Which Willem is not this movie. Not this movie. <laughs> Willem Dafoe's back in it. Willem Dafoe still, 20 years after he was Green Goblin, insists on doing all his own stunts. and def- damn, Willem Dafoe, Dafoe is a fucking master. I, and I, his the, fucking penis is too big to show on TV. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I, did, I did not know this until Lars von Trier. Lars von Trier has made... This just this side of pornographic movies his entire career. Like everything he's made has just been as much as you can get away without being straight porn. Had to cut scenes because he thought Willem Dafoe's penis would be quote distractingly large, too big to be believable. Yes. What? Yeah. Willem Dafoe. Uh, but look at him. I mean, you put a bag over his head and that's fine. I Willem mean, Dafoe had unsimulated sex in the movie The Antichrist. There's a movie The Antichrist I'm where he had he had a sex scene, and it was unsimulated, and they had to cut out a whole lot of it because they didn't think anybody would believe that his dong was that big. Uns- so he was having he was sex full with on fucking, the other yep. actor. With the yep. actors. So he was actor doing a person. he was doing a porn. They were fucking. And they, I've never seen this movie. I'm Antichrist. I got it. It was I'm Lars it. Lars von Trier, the, the guy that made the the Nymphomaniac movies with uh, Shia LaBeouf. That that yeah, I did see that. Those were good. Yeah, I don't think I've seen any of those. So, uh, but he had to cut a whole lot of it because he's like, there's no one's gonna believe that that's real. <laughs> What's the, how terrible would that be? You're like, be like okay, at the end okay, of you guys night. are gonna actually fuck. <laughs> yeah. This is not porn, but this is you guys are actually gonna, exactly gonna fuck. We can't use that. We penis. can't use any of that footage. <laughs> you're like, I just took that huge it's penis into my vagina as an actress, <laughs> and you're gonna not use it. Like, it's like at the end of Boogie Nights when Mark Wahlberg fuck whips it out, and everybody's like, "Okay, that was a fake dong." And nope, that's William. It that's was William Defoe's dong. It turns out <laughs> it was William Defoe's dong. Over. It's not William. I guess it's Wilhelm William Defoe's. No, his name's Willem actually Defoe. William. It really, if you like Wikipedia, him, his name is William. He changed it to Willem for. Stage name. Shit's oh, a gig. Nice. I heard uh, Liam Neeson's is ridiculously large, also, but he's a big guy. I, uh, right. He's, he's like, a big like, guy. Damn near so seven feet tall. Like, yeah. <laughs> You're damn near seven feet tall. You're dong. Like Bill Bradley. Yeah. 
But well, yeah. I've also heard that uh, John Ham is packing ham. I've heard. Is that true? That's what I've heard. That's uh, <laughs> that's what we talk about at the water cooler. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the thing. Nice. That's the thing. Nice. I was gonna say Bill Murray's was also <laughs> I've heard was enormous. That's what you I heard. Yeah. It's I heard uh, it's he big. Was... It's orange and it loves lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say he was bartending, and I went up and ordered a vodka crayon, and I just got a big old dong. <laughs> he turned around and kicked me. I thought it was his foot. It was not. Turned out he turned pulled out a Bruce Lee. He pulled a Bruce Lee right on my face. It was his uncircumcised penis. Yeah, what, you looking at something? No, oh, she's at All right, I'm not looking at anything. Anyway, up. I think she's taking dick so pics of me right now. <laughs> <laughs> if you would just so, put it away, I wouldn't well, send it to I'm everybody. I'm not the one that made this no pants rule. <laughs> All right, so opening scene of this movie, we're finally starting. I love that's I love the I love the show. I love that we just we go off on tan we go off on so many tangents before we even start the movie to go off on tangents about and and I love it. And I'm sorry, listeners, if you feel a bit derailed, but that's my favorite part of this program. <laughs> So deal. All right. Opening it's scene. Our it's show, it's very wintry, all bleak, gray. You can tell that there's a car traveling. You can't see shit because it's Minnesota in the winter. And you can't see a fucking goddamn thing until the car gets really close. And finally you can tell it's a car hauling another car on a trailer. Oh, yeah, and I love I love that. And it's a I long, road long, car. long shot. Like and this it's a goes car. On. Hauling a car hauler. It's not like it's a truck hauling nope. a car. Nope. It's a it's a car, car hauling, hauling another car. It's a right proper yeah. Minnesota yeah. tow. Yeah. yeah, and it it definitely sets a tone for this entire movie. This this gray bleak. Obviously, nobody in this situation, either the guy pulling a car with a car or the guy needing his car pulled by a car, nobody's happy about the situation. <laughs> Nothing's good for anybody going on. I feel like, but nobody complains about it because well, they're oh, freaking they're, Minnesota well, nice. They're oh, just hey, like, hey. well, you know, we meet in here. Now. You got some coffee, or maybe we go get a waffle or something. You know, we would. It, but it really, it, I feel it really sets a great tone, and Cohen's are great at that because it's like this random fucking. Th- it seems so random, but it it just sets a mood or sets a tone for the rest of stuff. Yeah, everything have, means something. Yeah, yeah I have a note that says "honey" plus Minnesotan accent equals "get away with anything." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and especially living in Texas now and being from Kansas where we would drive in the winter and could actually do that, could pull that feet off. Like to see people in the north mm-hmm. be like, okay, we're going to we're gonna drive and we're going to put a car behind another car and tow it around in icy conditions. It's like, that's not, that's not a thing for a lot of people. No. But that is no, no, a no, huge right. thing. Yeah. Just driving a normal car. Right. Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we get to the King of Clubs bar, King of Clubs, <laughs> where Jerry Lundergaard, William H. Macy, Bill motherfucking Macy. God, I love William H. Macy. He's, he's so a, wonderful. He's an American he's hero. So yeah, he's wonderful. a fucking treasure. Like, he's a national treasure. We're going to put him in. Uh, we need him to make Bill our Campbell own treasury. And, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And, 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 uh, yeah. I love it. Like that show... <gasps> Shameless was good for a while, and then it got dumb, and yeah. I still watched it. And then it like it 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 jumped a shark, and the shark that it jumped was also jumping a shark. It got so fucking stupid. I was still on board because William H Macy fucking rules. He he's he's fantastic. I've not seen a single episode of it. We need to do uh, a national it. treasure bracket. 
as oh, we yeah. list people oh, yeah. that oh, we yeah. find Everybody in the that we call a, a national treasure, yeah. Because well, we also had... We'll uh, even include the Canadians. From, from Rick, uh, well, Bruce Campbell's one, but we also called Rick Moranis one, but he's Canadian, so he's not our nation. But we still... We can. And we also him. had... Uh, we didn't face specify, from, uh, from, uh, The Expendables, the uh, big guy, big strong guy. Terry Crews? Terry Crews. I was Cruz. not here for he's that. He's a goddamn national treasure. Yeah. I yeah. think. I don't know. I mean, Are those old Spice commercials? Oh, man. <laughs> Everything his, that guy does is gold. The way his nipples Friend, dance his around. TV, yeah. His freaking movie appearances, he's always like the best. Like, like he's never like a bad guy. I am chiseled as fuck 24 7, 365, yeah. and I'm hilarious. Deal with it. Yeah, if I, if I saw him and he was like, hey, I'd like to sleep with your wife, I'm like, well, go ahead. He's like, I wouldn't do that to you, friend. That's, I feel like he's the guy <laughs> that would do that. Like, like, I wouldn't do that. No, yeah, no. Goddamn Terry Crews. Goddamn Terry Crews. But we're talking about goddamn William H. Macy. Who? And we're talking about him, too. And mm-hmm. I think he absolutely, if I offered a, my wife up, I think he would sleep with him. But I think he's still a goddamn national treasure. <laughs> <laughs> well, not him. Her. She's at her. Le- at least it's... Uh, I don't know how she identifies, I guess, but it's always been her. <laughs> I would... <laughs> you never asked your wife. I don't want to make assumptions. I, I don't, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry, babe. So William H. Macy shows up, meets Carl. Carl's played by Steve Buscemi. And Geyer. Geyer. G-A-E-A-R. Man, and I would Geyer, put I would Geyer. put Peter Stormare. Stormare? Mm-hmm. Peter Stormare. I would put actor. him on the friggin' I know he's Peter not a, he's not US, but I think he's a friggin' treasure. Yeah, too. he's like that Swedish, guy. Everything right? he does. He was amazing. he was like the, the nihilist in Lebowski, the one that's passed out in the pool at the beginning when uh we meet Bunny he, and he, all he, that. He plays the literal devil in Constantine. Yeah. That's right. Well, and I don't yeah. know if you've watched American Gods on Star Wars. Yeah, that that's like, a good show. He is freaking awesome in that. Mm-hmm. Like, everything he's in, like, I see him well, and I'm he's like. great. And they give him, like, his role in this seems dumb and simpleton, but it, it's not. It's. He's just really good at being present without doing much. And yeah. so, like, you can have a big, dumb oaf that doesn't do anything and that's whatever, I, but to have an oaf that really does. He has 18 lines of dialogue in a movie. In a in a movie this early that's over two hours long, which is really saying something in nineteen ninety six, he has eighteen lines of dialogue, most of them not complete sentences even. Oh yeah, he's like, so, like he Steve never says Buscemi's like more than one like, sentence no. at a time. Yeah. Any of them. But he has such a presence and he's acting the fuck out of it without I, I well, and he has to because Steve Buscemi doesn't shut yeah. up, and that's the point. Is he's well, just I think like, that's the perfect. I it's mean, yeah. awesome. Uh, and I'm going to say perfect so much this, <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. because this movie is great. Yeah. Uh, that's also why the next Coen Brothers movie, this is 96, their next one was Lebowski, which Steve Buscemi was in as Donnie. And that's why the entire movie, everybody was, shut the fuck up, Donnie, shut the fuck up, Donnie, shut the fuck up. Everybody kept cutting him off and shutting Steve Buscemi up. Because this movie, he never ever stopped talking and like railroaded every conversation. It did, and he never really stopped talking too much in the big. No, still kind of rambled on. But this, but this, but it was this like part was specifically yes. for mm-hmm. Buscemi. Yeah, I mean, they wrote it for him. Nobody, yeah. nobody but Buscemi could have ever done it. Nobody. Like there are a lot of fantastic fucking a- actors. Uh, William Big Dong Defoe again, <laughs> but. W- I mean, it would have been good with him, or, or I'm it, sure it's, any other places it would have been good, but this but, was. But nobody could have like spot, brought. Yeah. Like, I I feel the the weird, creepy, bug eyed vibe that <laughs> Bashemi had. Like, he's a weird yeah. looking guy. 
And he has this weird nervous energy to everything he does. And it just like. Which is crazy. Because then you think about him in shows like Boardwalk Empire, where he's a straight up gangster. And it makes sense. And he's a great Everything that Buscemi is in. I I mean, even if the movie's horrible, he is good. Armageddon. When when Steve Buscemi shows up, he understands the role. Yeah. He shows up. And it doesn't matter if it's a good movie, if it's a bad movie. The, the fucking thing that turned into a meme when he's a fucking passing joke in an Adam Sandler movie with, what's up, fellow kids? Yeah. You know, he understands the role and he's in it 100%. Whether it's tongue-in-cheek, whether it's fucking Adam Sandler stupid, or whether it's Coen Brothers brilliant, it doesn't matter. Steve Buscemi is in it 100%. And mm-hmm. he's, I, I think he's, and he seems like a fucking good dude. Like, he's well, like, yeah, yeah. He's, he was a firefighter and after 9-11 was like i'm not one anymore but i'm going back to fucking help and do they the said, don't do don't, the goddamn work don't tell anybody i'm here don't take any yep. pictures of me i'm here to do the work and that's what he does i'm not here yeah. because of me i don't want my picture or name attached i uh, yeah this I'm isn't about me. late wife it's actually from wichita kansas i don't know really? i mean oh. both of us being from kansas but yeah she was uh she was an artist and dancer and uh, uh i think she was a film producer filmmaker also yeah uh, she died from a rare cancer uh, in 2019, but uh, she was uh, she was from Kansas. Ah. Which he I don't know. You never heard anything about it, but I, I feel like that's the kind of. Well, yeah. Lowe's always used to give me shit like, of course, Nick's going to bring up Kansas. Like, Kansas doesn't have much. Yeah. No. All, all we've got is Wizard of Oz. And frankly, we're all really fucking annoyed with people on the Wizard of Oz references. So if anything else, we're going to latch on. Do you know Joe Walsh? Kansas, yeah. Kirstie Alley, sadly, Kansas. She that was that was a lot better thing to say uh, before the last Don Don Johnson, Kansas. Yeah. No, there's been Barry Sand Barry Sanders is a Kansan. Uh, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah. Barry Sanders. Yeah, he went. I'm from Chicago, so I've got a lot to claim. So I'm not even going to start. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think of where 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 Barry Sanders. I thought Barry Sanders was a Kansan. He w- he wasn't a, he went to college. In he just went to college. Damn it! I thought we could claim him. I thought I thought. Well, I mean, I don't know. we I do. Honestly, we do get Superman, and that's something. Yeah, I mean, it's Smallville. Yeah, there's that. No, I mean, Kansas has a lot of stuff, you know, going. I think they had a uh, lot yeah. of. As you, every time you drive along a a two lane highway in Kansas, you get that billboard. One Kansas farmer feeds a hundred and thirty people, plus you. Plus you, yeah. so you get that Feeding memory. You this dick, <laughs> <laughs> hundred and thirty people plus you get in line. <laughs> That's inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome you just to the crossed the line. I should probably so, say that. I should probably say that before I say it. Like, mm. turn okay, it down. So it's about to get inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now, Disney William H Macy meets Buscemi and Peter Stormare at the King of Clubs bar. Now, William H. Macy wanted this role. He wanted to be Jerry Lundergaard so bad. Like, he hounded and damn near stalked he the Coen Brothers. He threatened the Coen Brothers. Yeah. He's like, I, this role is fucking mine. This role is mine, goddammit. He's not wrong. He he did it Or gosh darn it. Yeah. Like, I don't he's know. not. He's absolutely not I can't not imagine wrong. anybody else doing it. He's, 
Yeah, no. Damn Bill Macy. God damn it, Bill Macy. I love it. I love uh, him. Honestly, the, the role that he played in Shameless, which I think I've maybe seen one or two episodes, is like he doesn't seem like the guy. But oh, he does such a good job. He sells the fuck out of it. So good. It's wonderful. And then him and, and Boogie Nights when he's married oh, to yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Nina Hartley celebrated porn. And everywhere they, everywhere they go, she's always like having a gangbang. And he has to walk in and see like five dudes inside of his wife all at the same time. And he's just like, well, gosh darn it. <laughs> you know? And he storms off and like, hey, what's wrong with Jerry? He's like, my wife's got a dick in her ass right now and I'm upset. And you, whatever. It's just that's just Bill Macy. God bless him. <laughs> Unfortunately, that has been his life. <laughs> Actually, I, I believe the line was my wife's got an ass in her cock. Like he mixes the, the <laughs> nouns, <laughs> mis- messes up his nouns a little bit. Anyway, uh, I haven't so, seen that in a long time, but I do appreciate it. So I do yeah, love he me did. He threatened more. He he threatened their dog. He threatened the Cohen's dog. Mm-hmm, like that's I what am it going was. to do harm to your dog if you don't give me this role. Oh yeah. And they were just like, "Well, Bill Murray's doing some cartoon cat movie, so I guess uh, <laughs> sure." <laughs> You're in. Anyway, there's a there's a bit of a time mix-up, right? When he finally shows up, they're like. Hey, you were fucking supposed to meet us here at four. He's like, well, no, I was told five. And like, no, we've been waiting here over an hour. There's like 16 empty bottles of beer sitting on this table. Like, we've been sitting here for an hour. That's well, it's funny. This right here seems a whole lot like you guys have a problem. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's a great conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Like, well, there's a misunderstanding. (laughs) I'm sorry. uh, Guy, guy put me in contact and said uh, meet them at five you know so here i am at five o'clock gosh and we were told four o'clock this is all your mom i think it was like seven and eight i don't know it was yeah, later whatever, but yeah whatever, no it whatever, was whatever but time, yeah, yeah they were arguing about, arguing about getting told different times yeah. like obviously the common thread here is fucking sheb who we'll meet <laughs> later but obviously sheb fucked it up uh so buscemi talking nonstop, uh, while looking like a straight porn star yeah, oh God, his face is just so weasely. He just, just has such a weird weasely face, and and it works for all the roles he gets. Like it fucking worked out great in Con Air. Yeah, he totally. Yeah, I, I bet oh. that's better. Yeah, he just he has that weird well, fucking he's a face. Skinny little guy. I mean, and yeah, like he's, his features are awkward and I love as fuck. I well, love like that he said he's like oh he's a weird looking guy. You yeah. know, it's like, well, he's like the nicest like dude ever. Like, well, like, and he chose that because people were always like, "Go fix your teeth or go fix this," and he's like, he's "No." Like, nah. And so yeah, and then yeah, they play off that movie like yeah, he's a weird looking guy. How do you mean? Well, you know, yeah. just in general. <laughs> more just so in a general more, way. Yeah. more so than others. Oh yeah. man, I don't. And his, yeah. I, I, yeah. I can't. So I, anyway, although so I did write in this before, while I started this movie that I'm like, you know, this would be a really fun drinking game is every time you hear a Minnesotan swear, you take a drink. Oh, you seem like you'd be sober. It doesn't hardly. Well, no, because no, aw, geez. Aw, geez. Oh, oh, gosh, darn. Oh, gosh, oh, darn. Oh, darn. Minnesotan so, swear. Uh, yeah. It'd be oh. like when. It's be like when a Texan tells somebody to God bless them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bless, bless your heart. heart. Bless yep. your yeah. heart. Yeah. I mean, the Siberia, the family restaurants, as the Conan describes Minnesota. I figured <laughs> you might as well have a Minnesotan drinking game to go with it. Might as well. What are you going to drink? Um, like so Svelte or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Swedes, Swedes drink. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, they're fermented drinks. Have some it's fermented a, it's fish It's fermented drink. fish. Have it. A drink. <laughs> hey. 
A. <laughs> yeah. We assume it's alcoholic. We don't know. I don't know. Is it A? Is it, they say A. Like, yeah, okay, they're like an Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they're they're right there. It's just, just, it's just, just out right there. there. It's right but out there back door, right? I lived in the Yoop, and they, they were just as bad there as they are in Minnesota with the, the Ader. The Yoop, eh? The Yoop, eh? Huh. Yeah. Yeah. No. Sounds, oh, sounds like a nice place to live. It, it, was, it, gets, it, gets, it gets mighty cold. cold. It gets there's going to be a lot of this this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In case you haven't seen Fargo and you don't know, I mean the actors. Mm-hmm. None of us claim to be good at and impressions the, or accents, so I'm sorry. The but actors, it's going to be a well. The actors all used a book called How to Talk Minnesotan to help with That's their right. accents. That's right. They didn't have an actual book. <laughs> they had a book that like wrote out the Minnesotan accent phonetically, <laughs> so that you knew how to. So uh-huh. And I worked like I, the first time I ever worked in Minnesota and in and in, in the Twin Cities, like I was up there. They had a, a big ice storm, and I was restoring power. And the the dispatcher's like. Yeah, so we uh, we're gonna be sending you guys into some not so great neighborhoods. So uh, just just watch out and be careful. And we're like, yeah, we're, we're we I work all over the country. I've worked in the worst parts of the major cities. It's fine. We're gonna be fine. And they send us. They're like, okay, so get ready. This is a pretty bad part of town. <laughs> and and they send us out there. And it is the people are nice. The houses were nice. <laughs> Everybody was great. So did somebody, they were oh. Muslims. <laughs> Oh, oh no. <laughs> I thought he was like they offered us oatmeal. No, and no, and the people like savages. the neighborhood looked like anything else, and it was like we're like walking around, and they were great. They were bringing us food, and they were asking if we need anything. And the neighborhood was like it wasn't nice. like a bad neighborhood anywhere that you would believe. Oh like everything was great, but they, it was just that was what they told us when they sent us into oh the Muslim God. neighborhood, and I'm like, hey. Minnesota. We really do need better. to rethink your opinion on what. Yeah, bad. on what's bad. Yeah. Uh, I had a had an instructor, but they were so nice about it. <laughs> had, had an instructor at class who complained. He's like, every goddamn commercial, every commercial you see now is trying to show everyone's got a gay couple. Just all commercials, gay couples, everything's gay couples, and just can't even watch your own TV without having gay couple commercials, and everything's gay. And I was like, why do you have cable? <laughs> <laughs> Who still has cable? What are you doing? <laughs> like, stream shit. What's wrong with you? What are you? <laughs> what are you even doing? That's what you're doing. <laughs> uh, that's what you took. That's what you took <laughs> yeah. Well, also he's a pastor, so I was like, well, that's why you're upset about gay people. But <laughs> but anyway. more importantly, why <laughs> yeah, are like, you why, screaming? Why are you worried about I find the only people that are mad about gay people are the people that are jealous. Oh. <laughs> like, they're like, oh. Or hiding it. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm talking Closet. about. It's jealous. They're like, oh, I wish that my dad would let me kiss a dude or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could just be happy on Christmas and kiss You know a dude. their freaking Pornhub freaking uh, history but is like, just... Like, all right, I'm calling him out by name, Lindsey Graham. Fucking toad, toady that he I is. I don't think he's a listener. <laughs> You'd be surprised. You know, with his ladybugs. Like, if you hear the, the stories <laughs> about Lindsey Lindsey Graham, he likes to get male prostitutes and have them dress him like a woman and call him names. You know, I don't give a fuck. You get into what you want to get into. It doesn't matter. There's but no kink shaming here. What no. you, when you spend your entire life shaming people, 
About yeah, no, yeah. that's about that's, that, right. that's the problem. There is no kink shaming, but there is hypocrisy. Yeah. Exactly. And when you not even not even saying bad things, when you are actively working against and in a position to rob rights and rob the freedoms that every one of us are born with, mm-hmm. because they're doing the same shit that you're doing. Well, you're a garbage human. And exactly. I would happily. Boom. That's that's the point. Stomp you into if, the curb. If it was just, hey, Lindsey Graham likes to dress up like a woman and be called names. Well, cool. He does that after hours. I don't give a fuck. But he spends his working hours cutting down the rights of people. Yeah. So you know you what? can't be you can't go fuck yourself. You can't you be doing? a free American and work against other Americans' rights. No. You cannot do that. If you're going to be a free American, accept that Americans are free. So as yeah. long as it's between. Two consenting, uh, consenting adults. adults. As long as it's between consenting adults, it's not your fucking business. No, so let them be. 100%. And if no. you if you don't believe that, then you're not a free American. Yeah. You are an authoritarian. You well, are a, a you are a, a theocracy. Yeah. You, whatever you want, but do not ever claim to me that you're a free American. Yeah. Because and if also, you're worried about what I do in my bedroom, quit throwing then, around. Then quit you're throwing a around. Pervert. Quit quit throwing around socialism, communism, and fascism free willy-nilly like they're all interchangeable because right. that just proves you don't know what either of those three words fucking means. Yeah. Exactly. So, back we to... Are way off. Back <laughs> to the beginning. <laughs> back to the very beginning of Fargo. So... <laughs> they've been sitting there for hours. Uh, now, we get our plot, right? Macy needs... Bill Macy needs money... His wealthy father-in-law doesn't know he needs the money, and he doesn't want to ask him for the money because he's not cool with his father-in-law. So he, we, here we got this whole scheme. I gave you a car. You used this car, kidnapped my wife, set up a ransom for $80,000. We each get $40,000, and that's it. Which is simple. It's simple a plot. horrible plan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not. Well, because well, yeah. right now he's like, okay, because you can't expect if they're going to do this, then you can't expect them to settle for just the half. Well, right. right. They they know that there's more. They're going to come for it because you don't know how cr- criminals work. But also, you <laughs> gave them a car from your goddamn dealership. That yeah, you work I mean, at, you fucking yeah. idiot. No, and that's the first thing that you're like, uh, what you are already you doing? done. Did fucked not, up. Like it's not like the Cohen brothers fucked up in this. Like they know, no, they, like they, they know, know how like stupid. It's his poor planning. Yeah. Like they know how stupid well, it's Jerry like he's calling, is. He's calling people from his work phone. He's giving yeah. cars from his business. It's just like really. Just why don't yeah. you just go ahead and? I've pulled the scam a thousand times. And then when when the police <laughs> when the police finally show up, he's like, "Oh gosh darn it! No, what do you even mean? It's like you've been doing this all literally from work. Like yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be here if you hadn't. Like we don't even have we don't even records. have." Paper trails yet, and you have left an extensive one. one. Like, how do you, how do you not get this? Uh, but so yeah, the whole plan is: rich father-in-law is going to pay eighty thousand dollars. They each get forty. So he goes home. We meet Jean, the wife. This is Kristen Rudd. Rudd. Her last name is Rudd. Rudd. The I actress isn't it Rudd Rude? Probably because the the Ugh. second use mm-hmm. got the the umlauts. That's the thing that the I was gonna dots. say that I totally knew. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's rude, rude. It, you, fancy pants over there. Well, yeah. I speak Norwegian. Oh no, I don't. In Hispanic. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's I I playing into it. Rude. <laughs> she's been in this and like a couple. Thing. No, basically this. This is it. Uh, her this da- is a weird thing for me to say. 
but like she plays like that wholesome like like just I'm, oh yeah i'm here i'm the that north the minnesotan i find it so hot <laughs> like i don't know why like i'm like i was about to say that that completely sexless <laughs> And that may be, that may be yeah. And that's what you're into. That's your king. I guess that's I don't know. No, I'm we don't into, shame I'm, here. I'm into a lot of different things. Don't yeah. get me oh, wrong. Oh, oh we're, 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 we know. There. We know. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know you what it is about that. Unison so much this episode. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoy it. Uh, so we also meet her dad, Wade, who I'm also into. You know no, what? We know. It's okay. <laughs> we know. Uh, Wade is played by Harv Presnell, who's, I mean. He's, he's been around. You, like, he's know, the guy I, that you always. You're like, yeah. I went yeah. that guy. I went to look into his filmography to try to bring him because a lot of times, if it's an, a notable actor, I'll be like, okay, they're from this, 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 this. But I, I got this page. It's like, yeah, yeah, fuck it. Just look him up. Like, just look yeah. up a picture of him. You'd be like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, that guy. It's that guy. As <laughs> as we always used to call it when Los was back on the show, like he's one of those. Oh, that guy yeah. actors for sure. Uh, I believe they're called character actors they in the trade. They are. So, uh, I always wondered now, what that meant. Like, I didn't know. Uh, you're never a leading man. You're just always uh, you're a well-recognized supporting character that's oh, kind of yeah. known for this. You, well, now, you got your niche. Yeah. Li- like, y- y- who's a you good got a niche. Like, It'll work. Harry Dean Stanton. Well, I mean, you even, look up even as like a... the opposite of Nicolas Cage. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the polar opposite of Nicholas Cage. Well, I was right. going to say, I mean, th- you could always say it's a side character. They make the same amount of movies every year as right. Nicholas Cage. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> he's the lead. All character actors combined to make the same amount of movies in one year as Nicholas yeah. Cage. <laughs> and make mm. more money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would only have to guess. The, or he's the richest man alive. The number and of he movies he just keeps throwing it away on just T-Rex skeletons and pyramids and... Uh, in New I Orleans, I watched that movie Pig. Have you seen that? Not, I have not yet. Seen Pig yet. I no. heard it's great. But they're it doing. Is. They're coming out with a, a movie. I thought a it was going to be like. I thought it was going to be like a because it was made by the John Wick. So I thought it was going to be like a super violent. It was not. No, but it was still a good, a very good movie. I, I, I have heard one. wonderful things about. Yeah, Pig. no, you should. But check yeah, it out. the uh, the doing unfo- a parody. The the unfortunate weight of ultimate talent or whatever. I don't know, but whatever he's, the, he's the doing title a parody of, of himself. Oh, the Nick Cage. Where he, Nick, Nick Cage the movie plays about Nick, Nick Cage. Cage. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I cannot wait oh, for that to come out. My wife, awesome as fuck. Melanie, it's said that she's like, she sent me a a trailer of it. She's like, we need to see this. I sent and Nick I a trailer. I haven't even watched it. I'm oh, like, it, I'll see it. Whatever. The, the trailer looks fantastic. I can't wait. I, I am wait. 1,000% on board for that mm-hmm. movie completely. No, uh, and yeah. I, like I'm I went in. from I'm before the pandemic, I was like feeling bad for Nick Cage. Like all the movies he took, and somewhere in the middle of the pandemic, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna watch every goddamn Nicolas Cage movie I can find. You can't. You can't watch all the Nick Cage (laughs) movies. There's too many of them. There's too many of them. There's a also to bring it up again. A drinking game for the rewatch party community. Every time Nick brings up the show community, but the episode where they have to decide if Nick Cage is a good or a bad actor. I love that episode. And Abed, the character that can't separate film from reality. Like takes the assignment very seriously and watches way too many Nicholas Cage awesome. movies. <laughs> it's awesome. And then he comes back into class and the teacher's even like, "Let this happen. Let this happen. Let's just." just. And Abed walks in. He's got like this giant fucking trapper keeper <laughs> folder, like <laughs> overflowing with notes, and his hair's all strung out. He's just like, "Oh, Nicholas Cage!" <laughs> oh, oh. And he like full on melt. And at one point, he jumps up on the desk and is like on all fours, like, "Okay." Oh, 
a sexy cat. <laughs> it was like just like doing a whole Nicolas Cage freak out because he watched too many Nicolas Cage movies. You, you just can't. I, and the teacher even, I think, said, like, uh-huh. no more than no three more a than week. No more than three a week. No more than three a week. Don't do it. Don't overdo it in Nicolas Cage. I don't know. Uh, I, I will say We that need to do is, a rewatch party outing for that Nicolas Cage movie. he is a great Cage actor movie. that got himself in some financial troubles. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Great actor, not great accountant. I no. Think well, right. it's, you know, and the thing is, is it's just he needs to learn to say no. <laughs> I don't know, but he's like, he's like, I well, he's great. Or I, Ice tea. He's like ice tea. Ice tea's like whatever. You want to pay me a bunch of money? I'm gonna be in your whatever yeah. you want. Oh, that's one of my favorite <laughs> stories when they're like, "Yo, you were in that fucking Tank Girl movie where you were a kangaroo. What the fuck's up with that?" And he's like, "Man, they paid me thirty two thousand dollars for one day work." <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Never mind. My bad. My bad. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you want? No, I'd be the same way. Someone's like, "I'm like, listen, I got my pride." Like, well, I'll tell you what, if you. Shake your sexy ass around a little bit. I'll give you $32,000 for one day. I'll be like, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> like, whatever. What they the give you a hokey. But Nicolas Cage, I feel like he needs to balance, like, he, depending on the role or maybe the mood he's in at the time, he can be a fantastic. But then there are other times where he's just like, oh, oh and what are you doing here? Oh, and he barely yeah. says goddamn yeah. a word throughout the entire movie of the, the pig. Yeah. He hardly says a word. Like, the whole movie. He hardly says anything at all until the very end. And But, I mean, it's a great movie. Just but see, let, we should probably... Get, just see <laughs> Willy's Wonderland? We can probably, we'll probably get right back in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. No, Willy's he doesn't Wonderland, say anything in Willy's Wonderland. Word. He just... He plays pinball, chugs energy drinks, and kills animatronics. And I'm not going to lie to you. I it's liked wonderful. It. I liked I it. <laughs> loved it. Yeah. I loved every second of it. Yeah. No. For wonderful. sure. Okay. So next. Also a national treasure. So you got to buy the DVD if you wanted it. <laughs> yeah. like, like, are you gonna? Are like, if you want to review this, fifteen years down the road. After, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you're like, oh shit! W- I got to find the DVD of this. Yep. yep. They never made it. <laughs> <laughs> That's been a dead medium for like, fifty years. Can you get your old laptop out and burn this to a DVD <laughs> for me? <laughs> I gotta send it into my podcast so they can talk about. <laughs> they're finally to the G's. <laughs> uh, all right. So anyway, <sighs> William H Macy does go to his stepfather or his father-in-law, and he's like, "Oh, they got this bit of land, you know, and that'd be great for for Jane and Scott, you know. It'd be great." And and his father-in-law is like. Jane and Scott never have to worry. Basically, like, I hate you. I don't give a fuck about you. My daughter and grandson never, ever have to worry about a thing. I am 1,000% taking care of them. You piece of shit. And only them. (laughs) Which seems like an insult to him, but to me. Oh, 100%. If if my father-in-law ever said that, which he does not have the money, I'd be like, sweet. No, no, I don't got to worry so much. Fuck you know, yeah. Finally time to pursue my dream as an accordion player. Yeah. Woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got to support my family anymore. He got it. Yeah, he's got it. Yeah. And I would like to you talk about the accordion. I love how when they go into their teenage son's bedroom, he's got an accordion, accordion on the bed. <laughs> it's like, oh, like every teenage son has. You know? uh, I, hey, we know what that means. We talk about it. Weird Al doing it in the Exorcist episode. <laughs> Yeah. He jacks off. Sounds like an accordion. (laughs) accordion. Weird L. Yeah. Accordion. Masturbation. 
It's you got a 13 year old son. I can't wait uh, for that episode. He, uh, doesn't sound like an accordion at all in there. <laughs> <laughs> Is this more of a well, fart situation? Now you know that he sounds like dirty socks in a locked door. Nope. Don't <laughs> want to talk about it. Let's not talk about your teenage son. So next, C. Buscemi and Stormare <laughs> are driving and. and Don't and touch his hands. <laughs> all right. All right. Stormare wants pancakes. Stormare one pancake. Stormare one pancake. And that's about how he talks. Yeah, no, it's like one more like, one sentence. I want pancake. And Bishami's like, We had we had pancakes for breakfast literally like thirty minutes ago. What the fuck are you talking about? I want to go someplace and I want to get a shot and a beer and maybe laid. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, a shot, a beer, a steak, a steak and, and yeah, maybe get, I, maybe, and maybe get laid. Laid. Yeah. laid. Let's go here. Oh, well, pancakes. Oh, I'm 100% with Bushimi. I'm in Team Bushimi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Me too. Uh, to, to quote Nick and Los, feel good hit of 2019. Whiskey and a beer. Whiskey and a beer. We get whiskey and a beer. Wait, steak, steak and lips? Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And on the other hand is... Pancakes, pancakes that I've already had. Bad. And I don't today. even like pancakes. I hate pancakes. I I enjoy pancakes. I mean, I'm not ever like, oh, you have pancakes, fuck yeah. But if they're like, fuck yeah, I'll eat some pancakes. If someone's like, hey, we're making pancakes for breakfast, I will eat at least three of those I'm pancakes. a savory Absolutely. guy. Absolutely. I'm not Same. a sugary guy. I, will, I'm I, more I, the I want bacon, pan. eggs, Correct. Salt, yes, yes, you know, yes, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Some buttery I'm toast. B and G, I will make biscuits eggs, and gravy and, and right but, eggs. But, yeah, sure. All right. But if if we stay over and the next morning wake up and we're like, hey, we're making pancakes, cool. I am eating a fuckload of pancakes. Just See, I know. feel like if I'm going to do pancakes, I'm going to go ham on the sweet. It's either savory right, right, or right. I'm going to go Point like... is, after we eat a bunch of pancakes and then we're driving somewhere... You don't want more? And if someone's like, pancakes, I'm like... <laughs> Fuck you. It's whiskey, booze, steak, sex time. Right. It's we had the pancakes. We did the pancake <laughs> thing. It's That's been handled. We've had pancakes. It's 11 a.m. It's time, <laughs> for, time, for whiskey. time for whiskey, beer, and hookers. I, <laughs> I need on, to work off fucker, the cholesterol. <laughs> it might as well be noon. It's noon like just over there, so it's time for whiskey. We're hired to kidnappers, <laughs> bud. We don't... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've had enough pancakes. It's Wait, not a kid's movie. Is the sex gonna... Um, is it like the cranberry whis- or cranberry vodka thing where the cranberry outdoes the vodka? So if you're having sex and steak, does the cardio from the sex work off the steak? I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> Never about. Never mind. <laughs> talking about trying to make it a little healthier. Oh. Oh, we're... Burning calories? Yeah. yeah. Well, let me assure you, my sex is going to burn a lot. <laughs> and uh, no, it's a lie. I'm going to be asleep. <laughs> because all those goddamn tennis. pancakes. I'm, everybody's staring at me. I'm in a fucking carb coma from the pancakes. <laughs> from the pancakes. Like, no. Uh, no, so also, I, I love that Peter Stormare is obsessed <laughs> with pancakes because... Next movie they make is Lebowski, where he's one of the nihilists, and they have a scene in IHOP where he's talking about wanting pancakes. It all ties together. It all ties together. It does. There's no whiskey, beer, steak, sex talk in Lebowski. There is pancake talk. Guess what? Pancakes stick around. (laughs) The rest doesn't. No. (laughs) I don't believe that at all. I love him amongst the nihilists with Flea. And all that. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> so now we got a scene where 
uh, William H. Macy's talking to the Scowls. You well, you get into that true coat there. You need that true coat. He's like, no, we agreed on 19.5. God damn it. And there's nothing about true coat. You told me 19.5. I came down with a checkbook to write 19.5. Fuck off. He's like, well, I don't know about that true coat. You know, it comes, it comes included. We have nothing to do with it. It comes from the factory. He's like, well, you didn't say anything about that. What the fuck? And this big argument. And the uh, customer obviously... I know we always say the customer is always right, but in this case, customer is absolutely right. Like, motherfucker, you told me 19.5. Well, and I love that he's... Fuck you. He's sitting there the whole time acting like defeated, like, oh, oh uh, stop yelling at me. Oh. He's like, well, I'm going to have to go talk to my boss now. I'm Jeez, I'm going to have to go talk to him. And he goes in there, and his boss is just watching a hockey game, and he's like, oh, gosh, who's winning there? Oh, you know, penguins are doing whatever. Wait, I thought he was the boss. Doesn't he own the dealership with his no, He says that to them, and then oh. he goes in and just watches hockey. Yeah, I kind of took from that, like, he's like, it doesn't, he was, he no, was no, just no, trying I mean, to, I it's thought just later, all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's no. a car dealer bullshit. Who's the boss, but he's like, he's going to walk out. No, I thought later on when uh, What's-Her-Face comes in, Margo comes in. No, 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 this, it, this is his shitty sales thing when he's talking to these random people. Okay. It's like, oh, okay, I well, get it, never mind. I'm going to have to go. And then he goes in and he's like, wait, talk about hockey for a little bit. Okay, hockey, hockey. And then he walks back in. He's like, hey, great news. My boss says I could knock $100 off of that true coat. <laughs> which is, what, 500 bucks? In the yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, and I remember, which apparently this, uh, that whole conversation apparently was word for word. Something that what, happened to the co- one of the guys. Right? Yeah, like a, a Joel or whoever, like, conversation with the. Uh, a car salesman but i remember being a kid and my parents were buying a van like they said hey mm-hmm. we're gonna buy a van we're gonna take big trips and it was one of those typical like late 80s early 90s yeah vans and it was the exact same thing like they went in there and then they brought us all in to see this van and so that we'd all be super impressed and and excited and excited and they walked in and i remember standing outside there and the the dealer did the exact same thing he's like well there's there's this there's that there's this fee and my dad said you said this was the cost and i'm bringing you a check for this is this not the cost and he said well there's this this that and he said is this not the cost and we all left Without that van. Oh. Because my dad was like, fuck, fuck you. you. This is the cost. And then we bought a van from someone else. And they didn't bring us back when they picked up the second the, the, the van. Like, like, we're all there. Like, we were so excited. We saw the yeah. van. We're like, this is the nicest van in the world. And yeah. then the, the, the guy was like, no, there's these extra costs. He says, no. Nope. Last time I was here, we talked about this. And, like, I had, at the time, I was super disappointed but yeah. in hindsight, I'm like, all oh, respect for my ball, old man. Big old <laughs> balls. He's like, nope, I'm walking so, straight the fuck out of uh, here. When we, were, when we were getting new cars there, uh, we, we figured out how much can we pay a month? All right. Now, what if we did that over five years? Okay, we, then we can take a loan for this much. Right. Now, let's go to a bank, find a loan for this much. Cool. And then went to dealerships. Okay, we can give this much. We got approved for this much. This is what we're working with, this much. Did our research, found out that the used Nissan lot on South 35, cool. Got a plate, got a car, ended up being a bit more because I'm a bitch. Then we went to another place for the wife's car. 
walked in, dude met it. Of course, as soon as you walk up to the doors, they run up like, hey, 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 well, you want a car? You want a car? You want a car? And she goes, I have got $10,000. Find me a fucking car after uh, name on the fucking line, $10,000. Did it work out? Uh, Oh, yep. Okay. Well, uh, all right. Just had a seat. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Came back with a, and th- this has been a couple years because we've been driving. Everybody. It was like a, it was a 2017 Dodge Dart with like no miles on it, whatever. All fees, all fucking everything. Signed, deal, th- done. Right there. I was like, God damn, I need to be more like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. It's like I've got this. This is what I'm spending. Give me something for that, and mm-hmm. and they did, and still going. <laughs> and that's why between our two loans, hers is a lot lower than mine, because I'm a bitch. That's how that works. So be Here ballsy. Yeah, car dealers. Just tell them. Fuck them. Tell them. They that's need your what money. I did. This I walked in when I got my car. I'm like, this is what I have to spend. Yeah. I'm not spending a penny more. Get no, me a yeah, car. That, and so good on your parents. I mean, it sucked that you didn't get that sweet ass van, but good we on got for another being, sweet ass van. Yeah, down but the good road. on for being like, but no, you said this. Fuck said, you. Yeah, fuck yeah, off. no, no, no. And I learned a lot from that. And, oh yeah. But, and I'm not, we're not going to get into financials and everything <laughs> like that here. But yeah, no. But I learned. Like I go in, I say like it's this is like, what I want, mm-hmm. and that's what that's what happens. So. But I love when parent my dad did something kind of like that with us kids. Is when he went and got a car, went a bit big purchase. He's like, come on, girls. We're going down to get it. Yeah. It's just hard. It's hard with the, because they oversell everything. And and this is the thing. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff that doesn't uh, have yeah. to do with the movie. Because this As movie is been. almost bulletproof. This it movie, is, like, you cannot, movie. You cannot a talk movie. a whole lot of shit about the movie. So. We're going to talk shit about a lot of other stuff except the movie. Because this movie is fucking wonderful. It's perfect. Yeah. So. So speaking of the movie, we're jumping we we're jumping from shitty car salesman. We jump to this next scene and we go into something that I have for a long time now been calling Fargo sex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at my co-host very uncomfortably. I got my hand resting on the nightstand <laughs> here. No, Fargo sex where Steve he did Bush- have it on the rest. On the <laughs> Steve Buscemi's in one bed with a hooker. Peter Stormare's in another bed with a hooker. Uh. And they're just each fucking hooker right next to each other. And Steve Buscemi even's like looking over at Peter Stormare having sex. Just like, oh, yeah, look at that guy getting fucking laid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that. And it's just 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 like pure animalistic, weird, awkward sex that we just jump to. It's like William H. Masick, oh yeah, true coat, yeah, that true coat there, and then just weird group sex <laughs> stuff. It's like such a weird jump in this movie. Don't you know? Um, and then, I don't want to make shit weird here. <laughs> but I, yes, I guess I, like, I've, I've, uh, no, yeah, uh, this is my job is to make shit weird. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why Nick asked me to come in here, but I know it's a hole in one. I know that that like <laughs> <laughs> come in it <laughs> because like like I, I travel all over the country and and I would we'd chase storms and 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 we would I like do Twister? this work with with yeah no absolutely all of them <laughs> all of the storms. 
and Twister. We were there for that. Me like and Helen movie. Hunt got to know yeah. each other very uh, well. I am and, jealous. Uh, Helen, now we're talking about, like last episode, we're talking about not into into whatever. For some reason, Helen Hunt. Babe. Helen does Hunt, it for me. No, absolutely. Especially at Twister. It's because one she's ballsy she's, and beautiful. Where she's in the little fucking wife beater tank top thing. No, yeah, absolutely. I have got a, my I storm. Like, got my know. storm of brewing. Still, like I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, no, I'm not gonna get into what I'm into. Yeah, anyway, I'm into sorry, way too much. Were, We'd be were, here all night. You're talking about but, stuff. So, <laughs> like when we're out and we're traveling and we're sharing hotel rooms, especially on storms and stuff. Like when we'd show up to restore power, like we're heroes almost. Like, and I don't, I don't buy into that. I, this is my, this was my job. This is my job. So I'm I'm just here. I don't need your thanks. I'm just here because they're paying me. And but there is plenty of things that happen in a hotel room and there's always two dudes to a hotel room. And that was not uncommon. We're like uh-huh. like they my roommate, I'd be in bed and he'd come in at the end of the night and they'd they'd just be fucking <laughs> just five feet from me. And I'd just be like, hey. Throw in a little twist, bud. <laughs> <laughs> no words. And I always like to make it weird like that. You know, like, I, I feel like you'd be laying there like, <laughs> like fake snoring. Really no, no, you, no, all you hear from no, the you don't ever. bed is, not like that, asshole. Yeah, no, no, no. I just like to throw in like a, hey, you're doing it wrong. Like, <laughs> like Don't make me get up to, and show you. Just to make it weird for them. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to cock block, but. I also like to just be like, I just want to go to sleep, you son of a yeah, bitch. Yeah, no, yeah. That's, and and I don't know why. That's oh, just, you never it, like. I don't like. I mean, it's cool to watch people fuck or whatever, but I like to make it weird. You know. I mean, who doesn't? Oh, it's a woman tonight. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> oh, it wasn't. He, that's last not the night. same dude from last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're, nothing, we're we're back in nothing, this, nothing we're wrong at, with bringing a dude home. No, that's fine. No, but I fine. was I'm a little weirded out. Trying by to pin you down. It would Dear. make it really weird if a dude's fucking a girl, and you're like, oh, "That's not the same dude from last night." I'd make both of them feel weird. Sex would stop. You could get to sleep. Is what we're saying. <laughs> it's just yeah. a way to awkward it to a halt so you can sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everybody, fuck dudes if you want. No, fuck dudes all the day. All day. All day. Even if you're a dude, it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Yeah, no, I don't care. I don't give I don't, a shit. As long as you're I wouldn't po- give a shit if the dude laying in the same hotel room yeah. was fucking a dude. No. I would just be irritated because I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as long as you're this both... As long it as smells it, like butt. As long as you're both <laughs> consenting and having a great time, fine. I need to sleep. That's, no. that's the problem here. All right, so now uh, after... Fargo sex. They're both just watching TV. Fargo sex. Here we are. I, I do love that it immediately then cuts like they're just watching TV bored. Like, yep, railed that one out. Now just just hotel TV. So now the the dad calls William H Macy. Says, "Come by two uh, thirty. We'll talk about this this land deal." So uh, he goes and he wants to call off the hit. Right. I don't need the hit. I don't. I I don't need the money. So we don't need. The, don't need the hit. Sorry for the hiccup. Don't need this anymore. I need to call that off. So he goes to Sheb at the auto auto garage. It's like, oh, uh, uh, I need to find your guys. Like, well, I, I talked to this guy, but he hired other guys, and I don't know how to find them. Okay, well, can you call your guy and have them call up? No. No. Well, fuck. I don't know how to contact these guys and tell them the deal's off. So I'm going to get the money for the land deal now. I don't need I don't need the whole fucking kidnapping scheme to get money, and this will be great. No, well, 
apparently all the hitmen in this little town don't know each other. <laughs> and uh, what's well, the? It's the Twin Cities. I yeah, mean. there are two. Or of from them. wherever. Yeah, I mean, and Bishemi and Stormare are definitely not from there. So no. They don't so and also speaking of hitmen not knowing each other, we get Bushemi and Stormare in a car together, and Stormare's just chain smoking with his window up, Ugh. like he doesn't even crack it a little bit, nothing, just window up, just smoking. And Steve Bushemi's just, hey, I was a firefighter, you know, you know what? I was also in Reservoir Dogs, motherfucker. I'm Steve Bushemi, and <clears throat> can you fucking respond or fucking? That's my Steve Bushemi. I, I I'm bad at impressions. <laughs> <laughs> Both co-hosts and listeners of the show know I'm terrible at this. But he's just talking and talking and talking, and Stormare's just chain-smoking. Window up. And <laughs> yeah. that's the worst part. Like, motherfucker, like, I don't want to breathe your goddamn cigarette smoke. Well, you know, oh, and, and he's he mentions, he's like, you know, science has said that secondhand <laughs> smoke or whatever, and then he still doesn't give a shit. None. <laughs> like, like, not oh, so even a silent, flinch. So is that what you want to do? Well, then I'll just stop talking, too. And it's like, and being a parent, being, having kids that are 12 and 10, just not talking sounds like the best thing in the <laughs> world. Like, to me, like, driving, like, I am with gayer in this one. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's like, just, Shut let's just not talk yeah we like, well, i'll just stop talking let's just do listen you to the radio promise yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you fucking promise yeah. so now now william h macy's in trouble because he gets a call about uh missing serial numbers but it's like an audit and someone's calling him like well there's an audit you know we got to prove this or else you know he's like well uh, no 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 I, I can definitely get you these serial numbers and okay well you know we're being audited right now so we really got to prove all this uh, and if you don't, then, uh, you know, $320,000. And he's like, oh, jeez. And there's where you take a drink for a Minnesota cussing. Well, but darn tootin'. Even the, so we get the furniture in this movie. <laughs> Even the furniture. We get, finally, we get to see William H. Macy's house. And they have the big, the big TV with, like, the wood paneling around it. And the speakers yep. built in that, mm-hmm. that, my parents own glorious two ton fucking wood paneled <laughs> TV speaker combo thing that yeah, everybody yeah. everybody had everybody had it and and the the carpet and the wallpaper of course this wallpaper is not painted and just all of like, the wood paneling oh my god just the and I don't know how much of this they were just like they found some random house and were like. Oh, this looks perfect for or, or how much they had to doctor they probably up built the whole thing. No, in the Coen Brothers, they built that thing up yeah, from yeah. from scratch. Or yeah, like, yeah. They or yeah. bought the, an old ass house and then just and reconstructed the, it yeah. because yeah. you couldn't find four thousand of those around North Dakota. No, we have to construct one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, but it, yeah. we got to go to Tennessee and it's a cabin. <laughs> yeah, it's a cabin. <laughs> <laughs> It's weird. Bruce Campbell's there sweating and covered in blood and screaming about stuff. But we finally convinced him to move out, and we put up wood paneling there and put a panel TV in, and, you know. You know. Don't you know. <laughs> get out of my head. But they get, they get the looks of all of this so so perfectly. It's it's wonderful. So that she's sitting there watching TV when the this one max, masked guy comes up to the like the sliding patio door, 
She's like, oh, shit. And he fucking crashes through it and comes I love in. What that he like peeks into? Yeah, he's he like, like he's like putting his hands up to <laughs> try like to peek in. She's watching <laughs> she's him. Yeah, do these things. There. She's like, what the hell's going on over there? Well, because you can <laughs> see out better, but when you're outside, you can't see inside that well. So he's like standing <laughs> up there for a reflection, while. like <laughs> hands against his <laughs> eyes, looking, and she's but just the, looking over, she's like sitting in a chair, like what the hell's going on? I What's mean, this I know guy doing there. Oh, hey, fella. Which it's also. It's Minnesota. also Minnesota, so, so everybody's it. wearing face masks. Right. <laughs> it's cold as fuck. So. This is like, well, the mailman went to the wrong side of the house. <laughs> yeah, what's, going, what's going on there, huh? <laughs> that's and then what he's I'm always thinking. putting his hands up. Well, that's a bit weird. But oh, he's second. breaking through. Oh, shit. <laughs> no. And she doesn't react that way until he literally breaks <laughs> through. And she's yeah. like, I think, oh, oh, jeez. No. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota and swearing taking some. So down. then she runs and hides in uh, hides in the bathroom, like, and they're like, "Okay, well, get, well, she's in the bathroom," and they break through the door. Well, but first she bites what's his face's hand, and he's like, "I need some cream." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gay or gay or Gower? Stormare. It's Peter. Peter. Just go with the actor. His name in the movie. Yeah, but she runs in. It it is some gayer, gayer. She runs into the bathroom with that pink phone that they have. Yeah, and she's running and she's like trying to talk on the phone and they like use the cord because, oh my God, the 90s when phones had cords. Yep. And they yank the cord and yank the phone right out of her hand. And so when they finally break through the door, it looks like she ran out the window. They're like, oh, fuck, she left. Oh, God, what do we do? Oh, well, gosh. Oh. And then. Uh, well, Gayer didn't give a shit. He's just like trying to find some yeah. cream so to put on his hand. Yeah, so he's, he's like. Got <laughs> bite, bite. He's like, And nope. he's checking, at, checking himself out in the mirror and like looking, you know. And this is when she thinks that it's all clear and comes crashing back out of the shower. She'd been hiding just behind the shower curtain this whole time. And then. Tries to make a break for it, but she's all wrapped up in shower curtain and falls down the entire stairs. Runs around like an idiot for a while. Yeah. Like yeah. That. Well, yeah. Well, I, I mean, it was it's, wrapped it's, up in a shower curtain. What are you, you going to do? And you think it's the Coen Brothers, so it's just it's all oh, perfect. Yeah, it's like all, she comes it, rolling out, and there's a whole dance about it. And then yeah, she's it's at the like this the is the stupidest, most unbelievable thing ever. But it's Coen Brothers, so it's fucking perfect. It is. It's just it perfect. It's believable perfect. at the same time. Yeah. Like, what, like, it's so she's in such a goddamn panic. It's wonderful. Right. She's in such a panic. You just go, okay, yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, I mean. Straight up down the stairs. Yeah. So that, she falls down the stairs and they're like, oh. And we don't know if she's dead or not yet because it cuts. And then we get this fucking shot because, God, they do so many great shots. But there's a car and you can see the tracks have kind of weaved a bit, and it's parked like at the very top of your screen, and this l- body coming from the bottom of the screen just slowly trudging its way through the snow up to this vehicle. And it's just like such a sad, desolate fucking shot of this person just uh, walking back up to this car, and it turns out that it's, it's Jerry, and he gets in, and starts it, and then it goes to scrape off his windshield, you know. And I, I don't, know, uh, I, just so little, little shit like this, man. It's that it makes is perfect. Cohen it's like Brothers anybody so that ever good. walks out like into this, yeah. like you're like ah, uh, leaving work. Like when you get back to work, and you know your car has got snow and bullshit on it, and you're just fucking wore out, and you're just yeah. like, you no. get to it, and you're like, I gotta. 
get now this gotta, thing going now. And I now would, I gotta I gotta chisel the ice enough to get the door open so I can start the car and turn on the defrost and the heat yeah. for fifteen minutes while I chisel at the windows and yeah. everything else. Like when you I mean I made that joke the door to open the goddamn yeah. door. Well, like. I made that joke that I lived so close to Canada I could spit on it, but I wasn't joking. It was negative 40 degrees there. You go outside for more than two minutes without being completely bundled, and you're frozen stiff, and you have frostbite. But going out there and having to start a fucking car, it snowed 20 inches the day before. You're like, this bullshit. I understand uh, that slow, dark and th- trench. And they, I think they were really good at that. And yeah. in this movie, that, like that, this, that shot, the, that shot of it, and they do so it more good. through the movie. It, and it's just like, oh, come on, this is my life, right? Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. I don't think that, like, uh, like I said, that's what that's what you live with. So, but when you're yeah. dealing with as much and as I love, what he's I dealing love with, I love the way like they. It, it's such a mundane, regular thing, but they're Cohen brother, and they just are able to like put it in such a wonderful way. Like that shot of him walking in the car. And then when he gets to the car, yeah, okay. He does all the regular winter shit that we all know, but it just fucking, ah, it, it's awesome. Walk into that car. Yeah. Just like that, that, yeah. That's this, the this, best part. This is body just, just like, and you hear the crunch of the snow and, and it focuses on it and you get that whole desolate struggle. The lighting of this body walking mm-hmm. to that car. And it's great. And then he gets into the car and he goes home and he finds the struggle of when his wife got kid. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah. And secretly, he's like, yeah, okay, yeah, it happened. I'm getting the money. Okay, yeah, good, good. And and then he's like even practicing his car because like it cuts cuts a bit and, and the camera's kind of like swinging around the house a bit and you hear him talking. Oh, gee, you know, oh, this Jerry, oh, gosh, Marge, or oh, Gene, oh, whatever. And he's, like, practicing. You don't know he's practicing until the camera finally comes around. You see him, and he's not even on the phone or anything. He's, like, practicing. Just yeah, he's just trying to get it together to make this call. Trying to make sure that this works out. Yeah. Which um, is one of the few Cohen brothers. That part wasn't written into the dialogue. No. No, no that, was, that was the that only was, thing that was added. That was like one of the few things that that they let uh, William H Macy like he he said, "Hey, this would be good." He suggested this and to added see it to him practicing the call. Yeah, to see him preparing himself for the call. Like that was because not, they don't yeah. allow it. Like we talked no. about in our Big Lebowski episode, there was one thing, one thing ad libbed in Lebowski, and that was when Jeff Bridges says, "You human paraquat." Yeah. <laughs> and that's the only ad lib all of the ums and the, and the uhs stutters and the stutters and, and everything is all written in. Yeah, they, d- they I mean crazy. and they write it and they that would be in. like man, you'd think that that anybody that would try to just sit there and write that kind of stuff would be like, "Oh no, you got to add, you got to" but they they do no. it perfectly. But you they know they're they're when absolutely. they allow it to happen outside of what they wrote, it they, I think it's when they realize and you've got to give when you're a master, but you hear something that's better than what you've come up with, and you're like, "That's good. Let's keep that." Then you're that's what makes you a master. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and, and it's not it's not all you. Like you hire you have William H Macy for a fucking reason, and yeah. if he's doing something, you're like, "Actually, yeah, that can add. Do it." Yeah, absolutely. And that's what and that's what I hate. I hate to see people that are so wrapped up in themselves that they can't see and understand the talent in other people. 
Oh yeah. And that's yeah. and you see it way 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 too much. Yeah, yeah. But like it but what I mean, I understand they are masters and they write it and they want it said wherever it can be. But when you have masters like Macy and 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 Bill Mur Oh wait, no, that was the other <laughs> colors. <laughs> but, all right. All but right. and and they they ask yeah. like you need to see when it's like, yes, you're right. That will make that better. Yeah. I'm kind of curious when they are writing. I wonder if because there's like the uhs and the ums and the stuttering, if they're if they because you know you can write something, but I wonder if they read it to each other back and forth to figure out if that's working or not. They have to, right? Don't well, you I think? I think that'd probably be no small part of like working with two people. Well, yeah. Like, I, and and that's probably a big part of why they're successful I, is that like like if a, Nick and I were movie makers. And Which he's like, this we is, are, but you don't do want to watch him. <laughs> yes, they're very disturbing. But like, if he's like, okay, this is it. And then I'd be like, nah, I think that's bullshit. I think we should do this or that. And if you bounce stuff off, but I think a, a no small part of it is like humility. I think that's, I think that's what that's, everybody needs yeah. is humility is being like biggest part, yeah. listening to whoever, like if you have a suggestion, then, then you listen and, and then like, and no it's shit, a lot that of works. Just the two of them because the well, two they're of them, brothers too. The, so I'm sure well, right. shorthand the, is so a lot So the two better. of them write it, and then find financing for the script, and then direct it and cast it. Like they they do all of it. They even edit it, and and so like it's weird that you can only have one director, even though they both direct. They work in tandem the entire time. They're like the fucking stuck on you guys from the Fairly <laughs> Brothers movie, but. Um, so Joel is the one that was like strong headed enough. He, so he always gets credited as the director, but then they edit their own movies and they make up a name that Raymond fucking whatever. That's like the editor on all the Coen brothers movies, everyone except this one. This was the only one that somebody else edited, but, uh, they do all of the work, just the two of them. So, yeah, there's all there has to be a whole lot of humility and the two of them and then they have to find the right actor for the way they want this character to be played. But then you pick this actor, but they're going to do something with it. And I just want to sit in the room while they're working on it. But that's then that's going to change it a bit, too. Obviously, like when you bring in actors and other stuff like. That's going to change a lot. Like, did you honestly expect John Goodman <laughs> and Big Lebowski, did you no. really plan all of that out? No, and John Good. I mean, and then he shows up, and you're like, "We gotta change our script. We gotta change this whole thing." Because holy fuck, we got a powerhouse. You know, like the way that he just steamrolls every scene he's in. Like you gotta work with, but that again, like you were saying, that that's the humility of the Cohen brothers because they they work together, they work in tandem. I think it's mastery and yeah. and humility. I mean, it absolutely, is, it absolutely is understanding your craft and then also understanding and when that anybody can bring an idea in. Correct, that and is knowing good. knowing when to when to say yes or no. Yeah, because they can bring in ideas and knowing when to be like, okay, well, William H Macy's great. If he wants to practice his phone call, yeah, that could that that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually makes but sense. But I'm sure there are a whole lot of other people like, oh, I think it'd be great if my character, maybe if my character did this, and it's just them wanting bigger parts of the character. Like it, So you have to be humble enough to... And I don't know, maybe they record a bunch of that too, and they just like, no. 
No. Well, yeah. they but then again, funny. they also <laughs> edit their own movies. So they but no, I don't know. I don't know anything about making movies. <laughs> but, uh, but I know they're masters. I know I've got that they're n- nothing. Nothing bad, even even when it comes to the very very few bad movies they've made. Nothing bad to say about the Coen brothers. I think brothers. they're, they're <laughs> fucking <laughs> their worst brilliant. movies are still better than <laughs> oh bad God. movies. Like they're, they're they're still good movies. The worst thing the Coen brothers have made are still way better than a whole lot of shit we've talked about on this show. Faculty. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather watch that movie? <laughs> Finally, Abraxas. Oh my God, Abraxas. Abraxas. We had an episode on Abraxas. Would hey, you rather? You that? We ain't, we ain't got time to get in that right now. We got to get back to this <laughs> movie. Right, but well, uh, let me talk to you about this episode about Abraxas. <laughs> All right, so the hitmen get pulled over. Yeah, that's hardly into this yeah. movie. Yet. Sorry, <laughs> hitmen are getting pulled over, and even as it's getting pulled over, Steve Buscemi is like, "Oh fuck, it's the tags." Put the tag. I didn't put the tags. On. <laughs> I love that he knew too. Yeah, he's, he's like, like tag. God damn it! I, I'll take care. Of th- I'll take care of this. Don't worry about it. Don't. T- and so the cop comes up. like, oh yeah, the tags there, you know. And he's like, let me see your license and registration. So he hands his wallet over with the fucking twenty sticking out of it. Oh, it was a fifty. It was, it was a, a fifty. Fi- it was a fifty. It was a fifty. A fifty sticking out. Oh, what's this? Well, it's License and registration. Uh, step out of the car, and that's when Stormare is like, "Nope, fuck this, blam," <laughs> and just like, kills him. I Pulled wanted him in, to know. Him right wait, the top I'm of so head. confused. Yeah. I don't know how Buscemi's character didn't get a piece of that bullet if he shot straight down. Well, maybe he didn't shoot straight down then. Yeah, Never he shot mind. It right in the friggin' yeah. middle of his brain pan. Pull, I mean. Yeah, pull in. Yeah. Well, it showed an exit wound in when they so show him later in the front of his head. So that's why no, I was like, uh, it went straight through. I thought they got him right in the top. Oh, maybe that's. But no, if it was in the front, it would have. No, I don't no. know. Maybe but I'm wrong. I'm probably pulled wrong. in, shot across the front of Steve Buscemi into the cop. Yeah, kills the cop. So now they're trying to clean it up, and here's a car coming down the highway the uh, from the other direction. And Stormer's like, "Nope, fuck this!" Hops in the car, whips around, and follows him, chases him down, and they. They're so scared. It's just something in Swedish, and I yeah. can't remember what it was. I don't remember it, it either, but something they, they kind of slow down yeah. a bit until they see what's going on. Like, they're, like, picking up this dead body. Yeah, like, like, oh, these guys need some help or whatever. Yeah, then, oh, is yeah. there a breakdown? Oh, no, that's dead body. And they're like, oh, fuck. And they're <laughs> trying to get away. And then, of course, he chases them in the car. And they're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And they're so freaked out that they flip off the road. Right, because it's a snow-covered road. Right, and they're driving erratically because dead bodies bodies. and shit going on. Dead cop. Dead cop, right? And so, they, you see, they're all like almost getting away. Like he's not really gaining on them. You just see their taillights, and this again because Coen Brothers are goddamn fucking magicians on filmmaking. I love it, but just. We're with Stormare in this car and chasing these two red lights way off in the distance. And, like, this whole chasing is fucking fantastic. And, like, he's kind of keeping up, but kind of not. Is he going to keep up? Is he not? What's going on? And then all of a sudden it doesn't matter because they just fucking spiral off the road. And he whips up there and one of the passenger, the one in the passenger seat, gets out and, like, tries to take off across the field. And he shoots and guns them down. And uh, then one stuck in the car, because which we up, never see. It's upside. No, the car's upside down. And there's right. No, I mean we, but we don't see the person. Yeah, in the you car. do. Yeah, it's you, like, do. you totally do. do. Yeah. Damn, did I not? He looks in, and they're sitting behind the steering wheel, upside down, just like oh god. 
and you hear the gunshot. So oh, now maybe it. Maybe I'm not paying attention. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so now we finally meet Marge. Marge. Now Marge. Margie. Marge and Norm. He also shot the guy, like the guy that he shot across the 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 field was like the uh, art director or whatever. He was the one, the storyboard art director. He was actually like <laughs> no, he was wasn't an actor. Him. He was like the like and and in the credits, he's like his hit like where it says like victim in the field. It's like it looks like a a series of symbols. Yeah, it's yeah. like the artist formerly known as Prince, Prince. or whatever. I symbol. took a, I actually took a picture. Yeah, because I was like Prince, but his name is like Jay something or whatever. Oh. And he was the art director, like, and and it's out there now. But like that, they did that as a because the Cohen brothers are from Minneapolis. Right. That's where they grew the up. Same thing with Prince, and then, and then yeah, yeah. So because I saw that as the credits are going by, I was like. Uh, Prince symbol. Why is that in the credits? Prince was here. What the fuck? Um, Prince right. was so here. So now, yeah, we meet Margin Norm, Francis McDormand. God damn, Francis McDormand. She rules. She rules in everything. Everything she's ever acted. She was Mama Noel's famous. Mm-hmm. Fucking ruled. Three billboards. Fucking. I didn't ru- see that. Oh, she rules it so hard. I haven't watched it. Oh my god, it's it amazing. looks depressing. <laughs> it it it's so not, drink it's not a happy movie, but she oh she's awesome. So drink no, during she that is one. amazing. Yeah, no, no, she's no, awesome. She's I drink during all of them, but no, I don't. I attend no anymore. Uh, I'm just like stupid, but action movies or whatever. She she tends to be in a lot of Coen Brothers. But she movies is amazing because she's she's married to Joel Cohen. Yeah. Right. Which you'd be like, oh, nepotism, nepotism. Well, she's also just a really she's good, also a fucking badass. And then someone's like, hey, could you do this role? Yes, I can do this role. And she was well, in she was first for big movie. I don't yeah. give a fuck what the role is. Francis McDormand could do that. Is it Batman? Great. Francis McDormand could do yeah. that role. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, she is, she's fucking phenomenal in everything. And so we meet her, and she's the most I feel like I'd be phenomenal on her. <laughs> also. Well, John Carroll Lynch would <laughs> no, have I'm a problem sorry. with that. <laughs> <laughs> John Carroll Lynch, who's the uh, the brother from the Drew Carey show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also the Zodiac killer in the movie Zodiac. Yeah. The hinted at, mm-hmm. hinted, hinted at Zodiac at. killer. Uh, also, he melted to death in the movie Volcano. If you saw Volcano with Tommy yep. Lee Jones, yep, he, he was had a great scene where he he was fell into lava, day. and you saw him like melt into nothing. I thought I'd made some notes about him because I was like, oh, that's a brother from uh, another brother mother? From the Drew Carey show. Drew yeah. Carey show, but I thought it, yeah, I don't know if I made a note or not. So John Carroll Lynch is the husband. And the two of them came up with the whole backstory where they were both cops, but since uh, Marge was pregnant, one of them needed to be home. And she was a better cop, so he opted to be the stay-at-home husband. And that's and why... Painter. And that's and why painter. now he's just painting ducks all the time. And he's, just, he's and their he's, whole house is covered just duck painting. He's goddamn perfect. Like he it, is. Like he wakes, <laughs> like she wakes up and he's like, I'm making some, some eggs. eggs. Yeah. <laughs> she gets she gets a call and it's like I've got to get up and deal with this. He's you like, gotta hey, have you need breakfast. eggs. She's like, no, I've got to I've got to go. And he's like, no, you need breakfast. I'm gonna make you eggs. 
It's like, no, hun, no, hun, you need to sleep. I got to go deal with this. He's like, no, you need to eat. I'm making you eggs. He <laughs> is the husband that our wives deserve but did not get. Yeah, oh, <laughs> not at all. I didn't get one. Yeah. Um. So now be, she gets a call because killers, the, these last few killings were out, out near Brainerd, not near Fargo. And she's the local. On the case there, since they're at Brainerd now. Yeah, she's the Brainerd God. chief of police. And I love even when she finally leaves, and she comes back in, and she's like forgotten something, and he's got it ready for her. And then she runs back out, and it's just John Carroll Lynch, like calmly sipping coffee, like, yeah. He's just he's he's nothing in this movie, but he's so much in this movie by being. I, it's 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 crazy. Ah, goddamn Coen Brothers! But we get <laughs> we get to the crime scene, right? And if you if you haven't already fallen in love with Marge Gunderson, then you're not watching the movie right. But this movie <laughs> will absolutely make you fall in love with Marge Gunderson. She's such a fucking amazing character, but she just shows up to this crime scene. She goes, "Oh, what you got there? Oh, geez, you know." And her her deputy Lou is like, well, we got this and this and this, and she's oh, well, she pieces it all together, and by the size of this footprint, he looks like a looks like a big fella, like a big fella, he's a big fella, big fella. And then is everything okay there? Oh yeah, just gonna barf. She she bends over like she's looking down the ground. He's like, hey Margie, you doing okay? Just morning. Oh, just gonna barf. Feel like I'm gonna barf. <laughs> and she leans back up and goes, well, now that passed. Now I'm hungry again. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, I made the note. It's like, uh, something down there? No, I just think I'm going to barf. <laughs> like, like, and then she just gets up. Like, this like, is a crime scene. And now There's I'm hungry. Yeah. Two people dead. Just and, blood and like, guts and, she's, and brain everywhere. And just like, I love how she's like, uh, two two gun wounds. And then she looks at it. She's like, oh, well, probably a defensive wound. Like, head against yeah. the hand, like a defensive wound. And then it's like. She but it's like you the quiet brilliance. And then she's like, Margie is just quietly oh, no, brilliant. Exactly. Like, she's like the best detective ever. Ever. Like while I, being, I know there is while a TV being like show from this seven that I have not pregnant. seen. But like just seeing her like do like I would just like CSI Brainerd. Like with her. It was just, just yeah. like walking out and being it was like, just oh, sitting geez. over here oh, with the geez. girl power yeah, going, nope. see, we can solve things being women, being pregnant. We got this. It's fine. Bastards. Oh, it's she is. So she now, is a master. So <laughs> now she's in a car with Lou. Oh, poor Lou. He's like, okay, well, you know, uh, we got reports of a car that had a license plate that started DLR, you know, so it was a Sierra. And I uh, put out a put out a notice for a Sierra with a license plate that started DLR, but nothing's come back. And, and Marge is like, not think? sure I agree with your police work there, Lou. Uh, DLR's dealer plates, right? DLR? Dealer, <laughs> she's so oh. good. She's like, "Oh, you're oh. right there." Yeah, no, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Just, <laughs> like, like then, and, and there's it, nothing else said. She's like, he says that, and she's like, "Well, I'm not, I'm not so sure I agree with you." I know. Instead of being like, <laughs> "You colossal fucking idiot," we have multiple bodies, one of which is a police officer, and you are a fucking idiot. Well. Not so sure I agree with your police work there, Lou. Uh, I'm telling you, honey, plus Minnesotan accent means you can do anything. (laughs) 
you know, dealer plates, DLR, DLR. And I just oh. like how he's like, oh, oh, heck. <laughs> so just figured he didn't have time to write the rest down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not so sure I agree with you, but we worked there. <laughs> it's it's just, just the perfect yeah. fucking line. She's, she's amazing. She's so good. At well, she is amazing, but the Coen brothers mm-hmm. are writing this, and it's just like, it's just perfection. Like, yeah. like it's a problem about trying to make any notes about yeah. this movie. We're gonna make fun of it. We can't. We can't. No, they they no. freaking nailed it on yeah, on that, and God, much more to so come. Good. They're so good. So now the goons get Jean to a hideout, and she is like trying to run around, but obviously her hands are tied, and she's got a bag over her head, so she's just. Running around blinding and running and shit, and they're laughing at her. Now, Norm brings Marge gets back to her police station, and Norm's brought her lunch. This relationship, I mean, this is just the sweetest, purest. It's so it's sweet. It's like relationship goals. Norm she and brought Marge. Him, she brought him donuts, and he brought her lunch. And he brought her everything in lunch. this movie. They're either in bed or eating. Yeah. There's no Love scene it. when they're together <laughs> when they're not either eating yeah. or in bed. Which perfect. is the perfect relationship. Perfect. Yeah. And he's like, okay. He's like, even sitting at her desk, like, okay, uh, I brought you lunch and uh, <laughs> I'm considered for a stamp because he paints ducks, as we talked about. And one of his duck paintings is being considered for a stamp. And she's investigating a triple homicide. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm really excited about your ducks. You got a real chance there. And like, genuinely <laughs> excited for her husband's painting to make it onto a stamp. Which I, I, I feel like I would be too. Well, like, sure, know, but sure, but she's not like, "Hey, hun, I'm I've got sorry. stuff on my plate. I've got a triple homicide, one of which is a cop. Like, I got shit going on." Here. She like, literally people, knew how to pause whatever is going yeah, on to be like, like, "I'm going to support oh, you." Oh no, too. that mallard! That mallard's a real good painting. There, you got a chance. That's a good mallard. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love your Margie. <laughs> But like yeah, the the Cohen brothers were friends with uh, the actual brothers or, or knew of the brothers from Minnesota yeah, that, do that the would painting. always do paintings that were on stamps. Yeah, and those were the actual brothers that he's talking about, like trying to compete <laughs> oh, the competition against. He's yeah, <laughs> like, like he's and like, oh, like, but the brothers are painting again. And I had I had to look this stuff up. Why did their ducks always look? So you looked phallic? it up. <laughs> no, I did look it up because this movie. Like, it's usually, perfect. if it's a shitty movie, I can just bounce around about how shitty the movie is. But this movie is goddamn airtight. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is as airtight as Anthony's butthole. It's not, that's not, that's airtight. not airtight at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's yours, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> See? I told so, you. <laughs> all right. So Marge, Marge finds this, the, the Fargo sex girls. Right? Hooker one and hooker two. Yeah. Uh-huh. The, the hotel weird Fargo sex where th- scene. Where she got notes? How she found them? We don't know. We don't no. know how she found them. But they got notes from, because the, these two women are actually from Minnesota. They yeah, got yeah, notes yeah. on how to do the accent yeah, from yeah. these. This is how uh, Frances McDormand. Yeah, see, actually, one of those was like, her Minnesota was there accent? her Minnesota yeah. accent? I was there her local girls? Local girls. <laughs> And so this is where we get the first instance of. Oh, I don't that's know. a great. One of one of them was one of them was one of them was funny looking. looking. Oh, funny how? Uh, in a general sort of way. Can you give me any more description? Anything more that? Well, he wasn't circumcised. 
So was he funny looking other than that? No. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, just general. Just in general. Okay. Just in and general. The, and the other one was real quiet. Okay, there. <laughs> it's. It was. <laughs> other it was other than scene. being uncircumcised, was he f- uh, funny looking like in that. any other way than that? I think that is what you would expect. Oh, my I mean, God, I, yes. A, in yeah, Minnesota? That's what you would, no, I think if you hire a hooker <laughs> in there and you're asked about, like, I feel like they gave more than what an actual hooker should actually. Right, because they'd be like, like, which one are you even talking about? Like, I had five jobs that night. Like, I don't <laughs> no, even well, know. And, I, no, well, and not even saying that they're giving the honest opinion. You would hope well, sure. that if you're hiring a hooker, they'd be like, nope, I, was, I wasn't working that night. Or yeah. something like that. Oh, yeah, you know? I'm not a hooker. They're a hooker. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, you would hope the secrecy was on uh, their side, I would think. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Melanie. Real, real, real funny looking. Yeah. Real funny. Real looking. funny. Just looking. in a general kind of way. Uh, so the goons call Macy, and he's like, uh, "Goons being Steve Buscemi, obviously." Fucking blood has been shed, and he's <laughs> Steve Buscemi. All this blood has been shed. Shit. We need more money. I need all of the eighty thousand. We're taking all the eighty thousand. Oh no, no, no! You just hang on there, and he hangs up on him. Whatever. So now Gunderson's are at a buffet, and of course we don't see them at the buffet. We see the buffet, and them like picking up, and it's, it's like a bit of a chicken and some clams and just uh, this it's mishmash of Minnesota. It's like fried fish and it's like ludafisk, and it and all <laughs> it all looks like it is colder than it is outside. Like, it looks disgusting. It looks awful. And they're just picking My it up. My note is, this is probably the best way to feed a pregnant woman. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> because you food. never know what craving she's going to want. It's the yeah. perfect. There's no, literally yeah, everything. In any of it. It doesn't matter. It, well, it's then you go all to, there. Whatever that buffet has, it it's have not it. right. No, you got to go <laughs> yeah. to Vegas, because the Vegas buffets will have fucking everything. And Minnesota buffet, you, you ain't got probably shit on not. that. You're no. going to eat Lutus Fisk or... Ludafisk. Or Ludafisk. How's your Swedish over there? It's fried. <laughs> fish fried or fish not fried? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. How uh, all right. So they're there, and Marge gets a bit of info. And, you know, the, these people, are, we have phone calls made into the Twin Cities. And so she's like, well, I think I'll drive down there and check it out. And John Carroll Lynch just could not care less. There is no way that John Carroll Lynch could give any less of a shit this entire movie. He's just eating this fucking fried fish. <laughs> just, oh, yeah. <laughs> and just keeps shoveling food in his mouth. Well, yeah, I'm going to go investigate this homicide and drive into the city and do all this cop stuff. <laughs> eating food. <laughs> like, he just, he's a non but it's But it's the Minnesota life, and she is dedicated to him and he loves her but she's like i'm investigating this horrible atrocity and doing all this stuff but i love you and your mallard should be a stamp and i totally support and like how she still supports the fuck out of him is awesome i love it so much it's great and he's just like okay if you need to go investigate homicide you go investigate i'm gonna eat fish and he just like he just but that's what I like about him is he puts his shit on the back burner. I'll make you eggs. I'll take you out to dinner. Yeah, or he definitely does lunchtime that. comes around. I'll put my shit on the back we burner. Are? How's your mail? You're going yeah. to. You okay, know, well, I got to go investigate this. Well, okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I guess that was a part of the movie that I didn't think about. Think about it at all. It's like, it all right, so that's cute. your thing. Like, go do your thing. Yeah, but 
he didn't even like look at her and be like, okay, hun, yeah, go investigate. He just like grunted a bit while eating. He's <laughs> like, well, I'm going to have to go to the Twin Cities and investigate. He's like, mm. <laughs> he's like, he's y- fucking young Frankenstein. Just, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I mean, so, it's, tw- it's 2021. <laughs> I'd just be happy to be having an all you can eat buffet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, so now, now the dad is cutting. Mace. I guess it's 2022. Almost. Now. Now it is 2022. Yeah, uh, true. Yeah. It is. Get so now, it. now the the dad, Gene's dad, is cutting William H Macy out of the deal. It's my fucking money. I'm gonna deal with it. I'm gonna meet with these assholes. I'm gonna get my daughter back. I mean, and now I'm it's sorry a you had to deal with it, but I've got it under control now. I'll take care of it. And William H Macy's like, no, wait, no, 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 no. I needed this. So now Marge just talking to Shep. The mechanic who put William H. Macy in touch with the guy who then, then on his own cognizance, hired Bashemi <laughs> and Stormare. And uh, Marge is talking to Shep's like, well, you got a phone call at 3 a.m. You don't know who that was? Like, no, I don't remember a phone call. I mean, 3 a.m., that seems like you'd, you'd, you'd remember. remember something like that. Well, geez, if, if you don't. If you don't have anything on your your personal record close to a homicide, you sure don't want to be involved in anything like that there because uh, your numbers come up in homicide. So if you don't have that on your record, you probably don't want to be involved. So you sure you don't remember a phone call at 3 a.m.? You're not supposed to be talking to fellas. And how goddamn beautiful, like the way she fucking does it. Oh, yeah. It's 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 so like she's the just the most polite. Well, I'm just not talking about anything at all here at all. But uh, she's a friggin' journeyman. She's a I, journeyman uh, friggin' actress. She is uh, a master at so her craft. Wonderful. Like it's just nailing it through this whole movie. Oh yeah. yeah. And the yeah, goddamn. It's the like when you catch work. a kid with chocolate on his face, and they're like, "I don't yeah. have chocolate," and she's yeah. talking so sweet, and you're just like, "Yeah, okay, I did." I I can tell because it's, it's, <laughs> it's on your face. Yeah, but like but it's a guy who hired people to do homicides instead, and she's just like, "Well, you know, it's uh tattling." Yeah, sure. No one likes a snitch. Snitches get stitches, sure, but uh, better to be a snitch than a cookie robber. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Essentially that, but instead, hey, we know you've gotten calls from fucking homicide. <laughs> so, uh, you want to keep dodging me, or you want to fucking talk about this, basically? But she's just so Minnesota, and what it's <laughs> awesome as fuck. God damn it, Frances McDormand is awesome. I she's and that accent doesn't hurt. Like well, that the accent is nice. That Minnesota nice accent. Yes, Minnesota nice gets you anything. Like you can do. Anything. You could say whatever. You could be like, "Yeah, oh hey, now I think that uh, you're kind of a huge piece of shit." But uh, if you would just keep on moving along while I fuck your wife, it'd be great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't like, you know? Accent. Well, shit, that seems that seems so reasonable. Polite. That was really nice. <laughs> you know what? Actually, you're right. You keep doing that. I'll have a sandwich. Be all good. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I left a hoagie for you out there by the <laughs> by your car. There's a bit of cocaine and, <laughs> and, uh, cocaine and a taco in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 
It's stuck inside of a hole in the wall. <laughs> yeah, you, if you just look in the hole in the wall, there. Then uh, once I get done with your wife, then we'll uh, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll begin we'll talk about the adventure. Like if you talk in that tone, people like will yeah. forgive you faster. Yeah. I, think, I don't know. Uh, I mm-hmm. think so. All right, so Steve Buscemi's out on a date. I'm using my finger quotes. He's on a date at a Jose Feliciano show. Woo! Everybody knows Jose Feliciano, Fancy. yeah? I do. Anthony's no. like, what? <laughs> no? Jose? He had a fairly big hit. I feel See, like this is about to be... Him. He had a hit song with... Feliz Navidad. Okay, all right. So now we're all caught up. Feliz, yeah. So <laughs> Steve Buscemi got yet another hooker and took her on a date to a Feliz Navidad singer show. All right. Well, As one does. Right. But what's funny In Minnesota. is it says Jose Valencio, and that is actually Jose Valencio on the stage, and he's just talking into the mic for a little bit. He doesn't actually play anything. He's just chatting for a bit. But, yeah, that's, that, that's a Feliz Navidad guy. Ah, nice. Jose Feliciano. There you go. I mean, I live in a small town. If anybody Educational big rolls tab. through this town, as Nick can atone, <laughs> I'm like, hey, this guy that's big or halfway big is coming through town. Come see this big guy it's, in town. It's LaGrange. People <laughs> only know about it because it's easy top. But that reason, that, that, the reason yes. that, that's not here anymore. That, <laughs> trust me. That, <laughs> that, 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 the rumors and that little shack outside of town, that? that's not that. <laughs> it's not there anymore. <laughs> anyway, so Jose Feliciano. So anyway, they they go back and she and it, it's going terribly because he's like, "Hey, I'm hiring you for sex," and she's like trying to talk like, "You're hiring me for a date, so we're on a date." He's like, "No, I'm hiring you for sex. Shut up." That's a bit awkward. So well, they end up back at the hotel room fucking right. Nothing. Is there a fucking, but Sheb Sheb shows up. With a vengeance. Yo, Sheb with a vengeance. Die Hard 3, Sheb, Sheb with, with a vengeance. vengeance. <laughs> Shows up. That's what I call my vagina. Sheb 3 with <laughs> vengeance? <laughs> that's, that's quite a long name. <laughs> like, you give it respect. Would you please use it in a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> I, I call my penis Star Wars Part 6, Revenge <laughs> <laughs> or Return of the Jedi. It's it's the whole. You have to say the whole thing, <laughs> really, the whole time. Yeah, Anytime the whole time. Anybody yeah. wants to? Use it. Like, oh yeah, give me that Star Wars Part Six: Return of the Jedi. Oh, give me that Star Wars Part Six: Return. You're not you saying to, it right. Uh, the whole name. I just call mine Big Joe. It's <laughs> like I'm just. Because then they can put a K on the end, and then yeah, it's accurate. Whatever it is, yeah. No, whatever it is, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna oversell or undersell. It's not gonna be like. Having to say a whole goddamn name about it. <laughs> <laughs> so me I'm just trying to get it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Same with me in Star Wars Part 6. <laughs> Return of the Jedi. I feel that listener Jeff would appreciate that I am giving it the entire title. <laughs> that seems it ridiculous. is Part 6, Return of the Jedi. It's important that you know. Are we talking about the movie or your penis? The, mo- I'm the again, movie. The I'm movie ki- at this point. The movie at this point. Okay. The movie. I I feel he and would he would penis. love the my my dedication to the authenticity of the title. 
So, Jose <laughs> Zafia on Slow Show, whatever his fucking name is. So, he takes the hooker back. They're having having sex. Sheb shows up, right? We're talking about Sheb, and that's how the whole dick thing talks. So, he takes Steve Buscemi's own belt and, like, whips the fuck out of him. Oh, beats the shit out of oh, him. Oh, he fucking... Like, beats uh, the shit out of him. Like beats the shit like, out of his neighbor who's like, like what the stray, fuck is going like on so loud? he's a stray loud. dog or something. Just whips the fuck out of him. Yeah. Like, the dude across the hall is like, hey, tone it down. And then he goes out there and beats the fuck out of him. And then <laughs> yeah. comes back, pulls Steve Buscemi's <laughs> belt off, whips the fuck out of him. And then he's like, you fucking piece of shit. And then he leaves. Because yeah. that's what you do. In Minnesota, <laughs> I I'm not gonna take anything or do anything. I just, I just wanted to whoop you for a bit, make sure you learn your lesson there. And your neighbor for yeah. seeing that happen. Well, like, yeah, no. I make sure he doesn't. So make hard. sure he doesn't fucking snitch. You know, there. Because <laughs> like, you know, snitches like get snitches the fuck there. out of you. Yeah. Wouldn't this <laughs> so. All right, so now we call Macy. Says, meet me here with the money or else I fucking shoot everyone. All right. Macy's on the phone with him. The dad's there. Meet me at the at this parking garage with the money or I shoot everyone. The dad overhears it, fucking takes off. And Macy's like, oh, fuck, this is all going south. Well, dad because Macy told them it's 80000 and it's yeah, one million. million. I mean, he's he, what? what He, he really, needs, he needs, really. Under, oh, Jundergard needs. Lundergard needs $750,000 for his investment. He's really underestimating everyone. We kind of smoothed over how <laughs> his father in law decided to go ahead and invest in it without Already? him. Without him. Yeah. So it, it's a whole bad situation. Yeah. Going. So for the, him, like. Even like, the father in law is like, yeah, we'll invest in it. He's like, oh, great. Yeah, we're cutting you out of it. Like, thanks for finding it. We'll give you a finder's fee, like. 10%. He's like, well, and it wasn't even like they were cutting him out. They thought that he brought that deal to yeah. them. Right. Yeah, for a like, they were yeah. going to give him a, a little, they were going to give him a little taste. Throw him a bone. Again, a finder's yeah. fee. And he could have just been fine with that, and all this would have been good. Oh, yeah. If, he, if, if, like a 10% finder fee, I'd been like, well, um, we're family, so 20% will work. Of course, then they'd be like, no, and they'd take it anyway, but. Uh, yeah, it's, but it's better I mean, than all this shit. I mean, he got hard on that. Dad oh, yeah. grabs a briefcase and takes off to handle this kidnapping situation. It's bad decisions on yeah, everybody's so part. Oh, yeah. It doesn't go well. When we get up to the top of this parking garage, Dad gets shot in the gut immediately. He fires his gun off, clips Buscemi, like skims along his jaw. Well, like he, shot, go he shot Buscemi first. Yeah. Like there, he didn't he? No, 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 no. no, no. no. Like, Actually, like, no, no, no. Buscemi shot him. Buscemi shot. He the was dad on the ground because Buscemi comes walking up to him. He gets shot across the jaw. And he sees the dad. He's like, "Who the fuck even are you? What and the fuck is unloads. this?" Oh, that's right. So he yeah, shoots yeah, him. Yeah. In he the gets gut. pissed off because he's like, "And yeah. he's yeah. laying there." And so he's laying yeah. on the ground, and then he fires back at Buscemi and like grazes. And it's it's crazy because you even get to see the like. The channel that the bullet made along his jaw. Yeah, I mean, they basically did it in like... It's not like Fight Club where it comes from inside the mouth out. It just like goes right along the jawline. Yeah. Which is pretty pretty wild. Like completely extreme, but still superficial wound. Face wounds bleed a lot. It sucks as fuck and you're bleeding a lot. If you die from it, it's probably going to be infection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. 
And so he gets <laughs> shot. Later than and you so see he then he shoots the fuck out of the dad. Like fuck you, fuck you, which you, which you would because you just got shot in the jaw. Yeah, he's yeah. super mad. And he grabs the bag of money and drives off. So now as he's dra- racing back down the parking garage, he has to swerve to not run into William H Macy, who's like trying to get up there to save his father-in-law. Oh, and uh, then he gets down and he's even screaming at the gate attendant. He's like, well, "You don't have your ticket." He's like, "No, I just pulled in. I'm just trying to leave right now. Sorry, I just came in, just trying to leave." Just decided I didn't want to park here. Just trying to leave right now. I know. I just need to get the fuck out of here. And the gate is like, well, you still had to get a ticket to get in. No, that was so from previous. No, that was, that was from previous. That was from the previous. This, this one. one this he's was just the one he's like, like bleeding. He's like, get the fuck out of Yeah, no, there's that one. But then earlier in the movie, he in had, the movie he did that. He did the $4 thing. The $4 thing? That was uh, way I earlier. I have it right here. My bad. Yeah, no, this one, My he just was bleeding all over the place. Yeah, he was like, yeah, fucking scre- open. Screams at the he gate. He just attendant. screamed to open the gate at this yeah. one. Yeah, he's like, open the fucking gate. The other one, yeah, he argued with him about so it. I don't even remember what that one was. Where Why did he leave happened. and come back? Yeah, I don't remember what that was. I don't know. But Macy finds his dead in-law. He doesn't go to check on him. He just sees it and is like, yeah, okay. Sees, he doesn't like give a fuck. <laughs> Trunks open, like oh the money's oh, I gone. Think, I think he knows at this point that he's in way too far. Like yeah. he's he doesn't go up and give a fuck about his father in law. He's just like oh, oh he doesn't. Yeah. Why would you so give now, a fuck about your father? <laughs> so now back, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> My father is a very nice man. Father in law. Oh, in law. Never mind. <laughs> so back at back at home, Lou. Oh Lou. The terrible cop from earlier. Well, I'm going to have to disagree with your police work there, Lou. Uh, Lou is talking to a guy who had a run-in with a fella who was out looking for ladies. And he was staying up there at the lake. And he kept looking for ladies, but he was up there at the lake. I love this whole... Yeah. He gave it a phone call. But no, we're standing at the end of my driveway. That that the guy had like in person, he's like, well, yeah, no, uh, he was in there, and 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 he said something. He's like, I forget what it was. He's like, says, well, last guy told me no, he ended up uh, not, you know, dying or whatever. Like, and and then I was like, well, I didn't think too much about it, but then, but then later on, I saw what you had going yeah, down they, there they in Brainerd, and 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 in the said wife I said, should uh, call. So I should call. So I did. <laughs> and, the he, and the guy, guy even says, and a story. <laughs> yeah, he's like, and a story. I'm like, well, well how would you describe him? Like, well, he's kind of a well, kind of a funny looking or <laughs> kind of funny looking fella. How? Well, just in, in a general, general way. <laughs> like, it's the, and that's it's it. just goddamn perfect. <laughs> like it is. Like like they're talking. <laughs> and I wish I could do it justice, but it's just it's just that Cohen brothers like absurdity that they put into everything and it's so fucking wonderful. Yeah. He's like, just well, I didn't think way. too much about it until I saw what, what happened out there in Brainerd. Yeah. No, <laughs> well, how would you describe him? Well, he was an odd looking fellow. <laughs> well, how so? Well, just in general. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that when I describe yeah. people from now no, on to see so how now, people are. All right, so now we cut to Steve Buscemi's driving along. He take he takes a few bundles of cash out of this bag and throws them in the backseat. Like, get some money out of the bag, but then buries the bag, marks it with an ice scraper. Because at this point, isn't it a million bucks in the bag? It's something like that. Something yeah. like that. Okay. It wouldn't matter. You yeah. put an yeah. ice scraper yeah. in that, that sucker's gone. Uh, uh, well, either it's melted or laughing. it's... Like, that was... 
I love that uh, he, he looks down one way and then he looks down the other way. And he's like, yeah. Like, there's no um, planning there's at an, the beginning of that. There's like, no, there's no mile marker. There's no nut. There's no way for him to know where this is. So he just stabs the ice scraper. Like, hopefully, I find this again. <laughs> yeah, like someone would be driving on the road, be like, oh, hey, a nice scraper. Yeah. In Minnesota? Yeah, that'd oh, be fine. Geez. Which Could that was one, one of the most useless ice scrapers. And it's oh, so yeah, bad. one of the little yeah. tiny yeah. handled ones. Little tiny uh-huh. handled ones. You don't need that. Nope. It ain't doing shit for well, you. No wonder somebody buried it there, Jerry. That's worth shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so now Marge, Marge goes back to William H. Macy and visits him back at the car shop. It's like, are you sure that none of your cars have gone missing? You know, we found one with dealer plates, you know, and calls made to someone that definitely works here. So, I mean, kind of seems like something's going on. And William H. Macy gets all mad. He's like, fine, I'm going to go do a lot count. I'm doing it right now. And he puts on his coat and his scarf and his little fucking hat with the little, like, wool well, ear yeah. flappies and everything. So he's like, oh, are you sure? He's like, oh, I'm going to go do a lot count right now just to prove no cars are missing. All right, fine. And he storms out, and she's like, oh, okay. And then she, she sits, sits there, down. and she sees him <laughs> in a car driving <laughs> off of the lot. And, and I wish I knew what she said exactly, but it was like, oh, for Pete's sakes or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was... Like, yeah, it was Minnesota like, cussing, for yeah. sure. Yeah, no, <laughs> if it was me being in her position, I'd be like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you shit, mother... You know, yeah. but no, she's like, no. oh, for Pete's sakes. I'm <laughs> telling you, Minnesotan swearing. Yeah. Turn it into a drinking game. So, <laughs> damn it. Uh, all right. So now back at this hideout, Peter Stormare's watching TV. Gina's out. Buscemi shows up holding this fucking paper towel to the side of the place. I love that. It's we just like we used to get forty thousand. Look at my fucking face. All right, goddamn like right. I got worried out. Stormare's like, okay, but we need to split the car too. How the fuck do you split a car? It's like, well, you take the cost of the car, and whoever takes the car, we take half of the cost of the car out of their side of the money. And he's and, like, and he said something about like, what do you want me to cut the fucking car in half? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which yeah. immediately brought me back to uh, uh, Evil Dead. <laughs> oh, that must be Ash's chainsaw. Yeah, it's going to cut through it's steel. Cut through anything. <laughs> All of a sudden, Bruce Campbell comes out. I can do it. Yeah. I got this magic I got chainsaw. This chainsaw that'll cut yeah. through steel. But so yeah, he's just like, no, I need to split the money of the car. And he's like, God damn it, I got shot in the fucking face. Can we just deal with this? Nope. 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 Guess I'm Peter Stormare. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so he throws a fit, storms out. Stormare follows him. Now we cut back to Marge finding out that the body was found in the parking lot is William H. Macy's father in law. Oh, well, that's interesting. You know, she's on the call. She's just cruising the country there and then happens to come along the car out in the country. She happens to come along the Sierra car. Oh, she's out there by the lake looking up, following looking up yeah. on the story. Up on, the, on the, the, on the, 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 just, you know. Yeah. On cruising. Lou's lead. Yeah. Yeah. Just cruising around the lake trying to see like, what she sees. Oh, my God. I got the car. I found the car. I found, I found the car. I found the car. I found the car. Holy shit! And she walks up just on the craziest shit. And this... I love this. This. I mean... and Anybody other than the Coen brothers, I don't think, could have pulled this off. Okay, you got this wonderfully sweet, pregnant woman, soft-spoken, 
walking through white snow and wooden trees and and you hear some noise and you know something's going on, but you don't know what yet. It's just just like purity, just Marge and snow and all this. And then you cut to Stormare shoving a foot down into a wood chipper <laughs> love it. and a sea of blood <laughs> spraying out of the other side. It's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it, well, and they said that like, they said it was based on a true story. Yeah. And it wasn't based on a true story. Was, they based this on a couple of true a stories. A couple of yeah. true and stories. And one of the stories was a, trying to get rid of a body by grinding them up in a wood chipper. And this is and literally the only part of that story that they used. But yeah, yeah. But I just love the and wood chipper. And it was a tiny wood chipper. Like, I've was seen so small. big tree wood chippers where it will suck a body through and just Sure, that happened in Deadpool too. I just like the well, fact and, that the sock was, was on the foot. Yeah, the, like, the socks gonna... still on the foot. Yeah. And he's like using a, a, a piece little of wood. branch or something. To, like, oh, no, absolutely. Don't there. try to push your own hand down there. Yeah. Sure well, well sure, you want it, something. But, you but it's just like, obviously, he cut this body up into tiny pieces because it's such a tiny opening. <laughs> and it's just this little foot with a sock, a <laughs> white <laughs> sock still on it. He's like trying to cram down. Well, and when Bushimi or Carl came back, like he was like, what the fuck happened to her? And he's like, oh, she was screeching or whatever. So she was dead. Like, we never oh, yeah. covered how we, she we, died. No. We, like, yeah. we thought when he showed up, she was just unconscious. We didn't know. No, she no, was she's dead. dead. The storm like, air is crazy. Yeah, because he's goddamn insane. Yeah. As he is. Well, he's a nihilist, dude. Nihilist. He's a fucking nihilist. Ah, oh, say what you want about the tenets of national socialism, but at least it's an ethos. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from here. That was a Lebowski was quote. Lebowski. No, I know. Yeah. I know. I just don't know how to respond. Yeah. To it. <laughs> I'm surprised. When you I dead eye to... somebody that quote, nobody knows what to do. I'm just proud that I was able to actually get that quote out without fucking it up. That's Me too. It's hard. That's what he said. So <laughs> Giggity. Yeah, the wood I mean this this fucking wood chipper thing is just I Nobody expected. I mean, this movie of just in ins and outs and a bit of incompetence and and all that. Uh, we totally skipped over when she meets her old high school friend at a hotel oh, bar. Oh yeah, we did. And he's he's like, oh yeah, I'm married to Linda or whatever. She died from leukemia. She died from leukemia. Yeah, he makes up this whole sob story and he like comes over to try to sit next to Marge, who's very pregnant and yeah. announces also pregnant and married and all that. And he tries to sit next to her and she's like, no, 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 I liked you better over there. And he goes, oh, oh, I'm, I'm, so, so, I'm so sorry. She's she's like, like, no, no, oh, no, 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 it's no. totally fine. You know, I just she's get to look at you straight on. I don't have to turn my, my neck, you know. <laughs> So, like, completely shooting him down and still making him feel okay about it. And then later finds out he was lying. He was never married to Linda, and Linda's still alive, and the whole thing was bullshit and all that. But, like, we skipped over. Marge, awesome as fuck. So, uh... It was a weird scene. Back to which It was a weird scene. It was a weird scene. It was just to affirm how good of a... I guess person she how, was. How, I guess like how her, pure, I don't know how pure Marge is. Yeah. yeah. While dealing with this fucked up case that ends up with wood chipper human <laughs> remains, <laughs> and how pure she is, and so. But this is a wood chipper has become. I mean, God a, a him. Even people that don't know have never seen the movie, have never even heard of the movie, 
the wood chipper has become a part of the national <laughs> right? like conscious. Like you're like, ah, oh, wood chipper for that person or whatever. Like it, <laughs> I'd put his socked foot into wood. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, 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 a lot of people that I know have never seen the movie will say the wood chip. Like, oh, I'm gonna put yeah. him in a wood chipper or whatever. But I don't think it occurred to many people to put it in the wood chipper. <laughs> put until a this, in the wood until chipper. this, until this movie. This movie. Yeah, it's not just like I'm trying to think. Of like I, a I'm so film. mad I'm gonna fucking kill him, or I'm gonna kick his ass, or any of the just just vague threats. But wood chipper specifically had to have been a Fargo thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of like a horror film or a murder film, and that was or, a tiny but I can't wood remember. Chipper. Yeah, it hill. was a small oh, wood chipper. He was dedicated. He cut him up into tiny enough pieces to fit yeah. through this. Branch chipper. Like if you actually got like <laughs> yeah, a commercial it really wasn't even size wood chipper, it sucks people into it. Oh yeah, yeah. that don't mean again. To go into Deadpool two. <laughs> yeah, Deadpool two. That's exactly what I was. <laughs> but no, this is this is the one you get when you like have to trim back your trees in your backyard and you need to deal with just it. Just a little just, bit. Just putting yeah, a branch in. It's just it's a tiny little thing. Uh, so he tries to run off, and she's <laughs> like, "Oh, geez, no one. I'm gonna have to fire at you now." And he's he's running, so she pulls her gun out and shoots. First one misses, second one clips him right in the leg, you know, just brings him down without killing him so they can still bring him in there. And as she get <laughs> as she's driving him in, she's even like listing off all the victims. Well, you know, you got the couple in the car mm-hmm. and you got that state trooper there, and uh, I'm assuming your friend there in the wood chipper. Her tone is She's just 100. so conversational. It's so warm. 100% mom tone. Yeah. Like it is it's warm like, and comforting. It's, it's, and she's not mad. She's, she's disappointed. She's very disappointed. Very disappointed. As she's and listing off all of the people he's killed. <laughs> yeah. And he's just sitting back there and is like, God. If I was a, if this I was is worse that dude, than, this is worse I'd rather be the dude that's like, you fucking piece of sh-. No, she's back. She's just. Again, oh, I'm so, not mad. Yeah. I'm just disappointed. God, man. Francis McDormand is. God, she's a fucking national treasure. Tr- national, national treasure. treasure. National, national treasure. Tre- she's, yep. go- she's going up there on the... On the, the, on the wall. The uh, bracket. God, the bracket. There it is. Bracket. Yes. She, de- she definitely deserves to be on the bracket. So. <sighs> All this for a little bit of money. There's mm. more to life than money, There's you know. <laughs> Such a mom fucking line. Mm. And then... It cuts to yet another picture of this Paul Bunyan statue. So we keep seeing the Paul Bunyan statue all the time. Like when we first go to the Twin Cities, we get a slow camera pan of the creepy ass up this creepy like uh, this Paul Bunyan statue shows up a lot. Does it? What in the fuck? Why? Why do you think like that? I, I, I feel I can read in a bit. I, I'm not an art house guy, so I might have missed something. But what is the point of the Paul Bunyan statue in this movie? I don't even think it's it's not a statue that's going into the city. I think no, it doesn't. It, it actually belongs well, no, to the a town. theme park. But it yeah, shows a, up a few a times at at it's at, at at times. So I'm wondering, like, what are they are they trying to say something with a statue? I Is think it it's almost like it's almost like every mm-hmm. small town's got a thing. Is what I would. Uh, that's what yeah. I would think of it as. It's like it's I like when you drive into. You know, whatever town you got, uh, what's that little town not too far from, like, Beloit, where it's, we got the biggest ball of twine oh, or whatever. Cocker like, City. It's just every Cocker, Cocker City, City, yeah. 
where everybody's got something. I don't I don't know what it is. Yet again, listeners, I've said it at least a hundred times. He's told on the show, me a hundred times. Do not ever, don't touch ever, it. ever get close or touch the ball of the twine. twine. Don't just don't don't. It's been it's been pissed and shit on for decades. <laughs> don't it's 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 a goddamn biohazard. <laughs> I think I told you point. I wanted to go see that thing. You're like, no, you, you can don't. see it. You can see it, and you can see you it. You can the see road. it when you drive by through yes. town. Like I've driven through that town. You can see times, it, and you can see it's, it. Right it's there. right there on the side of the road. You can see. It. You can I even you can even stop your car and roll down the window and look at it. Don't get close. I to didn't it. even get that anyway, sentence so out before he was like, "Don't touch it." So you're saying that you think that the Paul Bunyan statue is just like a small town? I'm get. Uh, that's my. But guess why do they 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 make a point? They make it de- at, at one point, like around the middle of the movie, like a very long, slow pan up the statue. Like it's a very deliberate pan of it, and then at the very end, after she's like, "Well, that thing's more important than money," you know. And then we see the Paul Bunyan. I like. I feel that there's something the Cohen brothers are trying to say with this Paul Bunyan statue, and I'm just not artsy enough or smart enough to get it. Well, I'm not artsy or smart, so I don't know. I just, I guess, I all just I could assume think is because it was creepy and it was coming at at times where like heavier stuff. Well, then why at the end at the I resolution of the movie? Maybe to reiterate that it was a small town. There's, there's, anyway, there's some there's something with the Paul Bunyan statue. And uh, and Marge wins, you know, and then uh, and then, you know, just outside of Bismarck, North Dakota, as he's trying to get away, William H. Macy gets arrested. Now, back at home, Marge climbs into bed and Norm's just laying there. John Carroll Lynch, old volcano melting man himself, just <laughs> laying there in bed there. And Marge crawls into bed and like curls up next to him. And he's like, I got picked. She's like, oh, no way. Yeah, but only the three-cent stamp. Not any of the big stamps like these other guys. She's like, people need a three-cent stamp. When the postage changes and they've got all these other leftovers, they need the three-cent stamp. You think? Of course. That's a big deal, Hein. Like, you just solved a multiple homicide and brought down a serial killer. And you're just like, oh, you're Mallard painting. Yeah, three-cent stamp. That's great. See, and I think that's... I think that that's beautiful. To me, it's beautiful that that and what you're talking about with the with the Paul Bunyan, like that's just brings back in like the small townness of it. Like they're like this is this is what we have. This is our this town. crazy this shit. What All this is. shit's gone. No matter out what of happens, this is who we are. And then but it's you just, get home and and then it's just oh yeah, that's great. You made this accomplishment. Or you made, I mean, to me, that's what I thought about. It. It's just okay about how. In my small town, if you're gonna like, if this happened in my small town, then it's like, yeah, yeah, it's because, I mean, that's just what I don't, and and I'm probably wrong, because but it had no other bearing, but like anything else, like if you throw something in a movie that doesn't make sense, then we're gonna try to make sense of it, so uh, that maybe that's it, but. I'm trying to think of the story of Paul Bunyan and the Ox. Uh, you know, he was the greatest tree logger, and then they were bringing in machinery, and he's like, I can do better. And they're like, well, let's fucking compete. And he ended up winning, but they're like, yeah, but you're like 100 stories tall, so obviously you're going to cut down trees way faster. But that's what I'm saying is she... That she was the whole thing. I thought that was John it Henry. Was, yeah, it was a John <laughs> Henry thing, but logging instead of trains. Well, I was just trying to think. Maybe they're trying to draw the parallel of... Right, Paul Bunyan and the Ox. Sure, to sure, but 
he cut down a fuckload of trees. To yeah, prove the machinery was bad, so I don't know what. And then maybe also that no wood chippers are it. bad. I mean, I'm sure it's like everything else. Is, I guess fighting progress or not? It's probably not progress, but I I don't I, know. I, I don't, don't know, know why it's there. I, I just assume. I kind of just assumed it was an identity of the small town. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, could have been. Small town. It just it, it it was like very very specifically put. Yeah, and, and, and they mentioned it in the movie, like, yeah. oh yeah, that's the the, the Paul Bunyan yeah. thing, yeah. So anyway, whatever. We get the three set stamps. She's super proud of them, and somehow after all of this, she gives a flying fuck that his painting got put on a three set stamp, and he gets no money for it, no money at all. There's nothing that comes out of it, other than he's on a stamp, and she's just. She's just so gosh darn proud of him. She just just loves him proud so much. And Marge, God damn it, Marge fucking Gunder, what a character. One of the best characters. And Francis just nails it. Uh, God damn it, I love it. And we get, uh, I have a, you know, it says two more months credits. Oh, the baby's due in two more months. Oh, that's right, that's right. So they're like, as they're laying there, two more months. Oh, yeah, just two more months. And then, and then credits. That's right. Two more months. Then comma should have put a comma there. Credits. So speaking of credits, here's where I have symbol formerly known as Prince is one. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, Prince the, was not. Yeah, in this the thing movie. we're talking about. That's where I was like, I did not see Prince anywhere in this. Why <laughs> is that? That why is that weird fucking symbol literally <laughs> a credit right now? <laughs> but we talked about that. So anyway. Covered that point. Now we're at the end of it. Thoughts. Proverbial horn. Coverage. Rewatchability. I'm waiting for oh, Elise. Or is I it well, yeah, yeah, we're first time? Start, or start, start with the guest. Start with the guest. start with the guest. I like this movie a lot. Um, I was very happy that this was on your rewatch. Um, I'm just going to go straight up with it's a rewatch. Conan Brothers are amazing. They've made a lot of really good movies. But this one particularly, it's just the tone the artistic notion of it on top of just really good writing. And the fact that Marge is so smart, but it's underrated smart. You just don't expect her to be like, yep, I got this. No problem. Like you said, it just her and her husband are so cute. Steve Buscemi just delivers anytime he's on the screen. And then William H. Macy is just a goddamn national treasure. He threatened a dog. He threatened a dog. And if you're threatening a dog, we all know dogs. Mm. Don't do it. Don't fucking love dogs. Threaten my children. Don't you threaten my dog. (laughs) (laughs) He wanted this role that bad. He took it to dog level. He needed this role that And he was right. He was amazing. Yeah. Siskel and Ebert were like, this is what movies should be. Yes, that's right. I want to make a note. There were, yeah. When they were watching this to do the review, Siskel leaned over to Ebert and was like, this is why we watch movies. Yeah. No, this is rewatchable. Always. Fargo, Fargo so was good. when Siskel and Ebert were like, oh, thank God, this is why we watch movies. <laughs> they called <laughs> it the best Tom movie Hanks. of the year. When this yeah. movie came out, Tom Hanks said that this, that it's in an perfect. interview, a movie that he's not in, he said this is the, Fargo is the perfect movie. Mm-hmm. He described this movie as the perfect movie. Yeah. 
And I, I haven't seen all of the Coen Brothers movies, so I, I'm We're just going to jump in now. Trying and I've, I've, yeah, I, this got me down a rabbit hole to try to start watching all the ones that I haven't seen. Uh, and I love, like, The Big Lebowski. Like, that's probably my personal favorite, but arguably this is the best Coen Brothers movie, and I would argue that the best Coen Brothers movie could be possibly the best movie. Like, this is an amazing movie. And it's not because it has something that's going to... Like, a lot of people say the best movies are are ones that... Absolutely, if it makes society better, if it makes us better as people, then yeah, that should be a great movie. And this movie doesn't do that. But as far as watching a movie and 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 just being impressed by every actor, by the, the lines of the movie, by everything in the movie... I'd say that this is as near perfect as you can get. This is a spectacular movie. So, yeah, you're talking about two hours. It's not like you're just going to be a fun afternoon watching it. But it could be a fun afternoon watching this movie because it's a funny movie. <laughs> it's a it's a dark movie. It's a lot of dark humor. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> it is just about as perfect of a movie as you can get. So, so rewatchable. Yes, I'll say rewatchable. Yeah. <laughs> right. Absolutely, it's rewatchable. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the the fact that they set it Minnesota and they put the accent, it makes all of the heinous, awful, dark shit that they have to talk about and deal with funny. And so the Cohen brothers have a knack of very serious shit. And making it funny or making it light in some in some way, and I feel that yeah they really nail it. And I and again I have not seen everything they've done, but like No Country for Old Men, dude finds a bag of money and is being chased by a serial killer, and they still find a way to inject humor in this 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 fucking guy running <laughs> from a serial killer. And they they just make these insane situations and and inject humor in it, and they do it this way mostly through the accent. Honestly, if it wasn't for the Minnesota accent, I don't know they it would work so well. But it it does, and it's wonderful. And it's like, man, that was such a light hearted, fun little comedy. Oh wait, no, a whole bunch of fucking people got murdered. And what the <laughs> fu- like? You don't even realize it's this crazy caper, and that's the beauty of the Coen Brothers is how they can fucking pull that shit off and they hey, yeah they nail it absolutely nail it in this uh big lebowski so far definitely my favorite coen brothers movie but i feel that overall on the realm of of, of movies this would be a a better movie because lebowski seems like a weird acid trip or something it seems like more of a it seems like more of a I don't know. They're all deal with serious stuff, but that's this a straight one, up fucking comedy. Yeah, yeah. to and me, this one, but this, this one, is like, yeah, I think this one hits almost all the buttons. Like I said, it's it's a weird thing, especially when you come with with Coen Brothers movies. Is like, oh, you know, this is now. I mean, I love I love the Big Lebowski, but I'd say as far as overall quality of movies, I think this is this their is, best movie. This is fucking fantastic. This. This movie is is wonderful. Absolutely rewatchable. Uh highly highly rewatchable. Uh fucking fantastic. Coen Brothers nailed it. If you uh, haven't seen it, 
Absolutely. I mean, if you have, right I can't imagine that you haven't. And I, and but I have not watched the show based off of this, and I've heard that the first three seasons are very, very good. Uh, apparently, Billy Bob Thornton was in one of the seasons and was awesome. I've heard. I haven't seen any of it. I haven't either. But the last season, the fourth season, was shit. So it was like awesome, 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 shit. But I don't know. Anyway, uh, it was a movie that was so fucking amazing that like 20 years later, they did a show about it. So that's... That says something. I mean, that's fucking something. It's it's fucking fantastic. Francis McDormand is awesome. Mm -hmm. As fuck. And if you ever needed proof, like you've never seen her in a movie before and you needed proof that she's awesome as fuck watch this because how she like again how she can just fucking like drive knives into people in the most polite way with that accent it just oh my god the the levels and so many of her lines that she gives it's oh the deadpan delivery oh it's awesome but that is awesome. that is every coen brothers movie i mean yeah, like this is uh, yeah. delivery but this one especially I, and maybe it's because of that northern accent, but this movie—they get to like, hide a lot behind that, every, and they use it to their advantage instead of as that passive aggressiveness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> instead yeah. of like yeah. a scapegoat, they use it as a tool, yeah. you know. And it it, and oh, just fantastic! It's a goddamn work of art. Well, Absolutely, it's, it's a nod to the whole "don't judge a book by its cover." Absolutely. Oh, we're all just so polite and every old Midwest hospitality. Yep, that's right. But uh, you're still a piece of shit. I'm going to take you down there. You it's hard. Just, it was I'm hard to sit to. here <laughs> and talk the normal shit on this movie. Yeah. Because uh, this movie is we so good. We couldn't no. even try to talk shit on it. It's wonderful. So that does it here on the rewatch party this week. If you like what you heard, let us know. You can email us. RewatchPartyGmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at TheirWatchParty. Fuck, you can text me. Call me directly. Only if you like it, though. Only if you like it. If you liked it, contact me directly. If you didn't like it, uh, you can go, uh, go I don't on know. Darren that was the quietest. <laughs> <laughs> I felt weird about it. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't like what you heard, you know, I guess email me. And just, just, why? How did you not like what? I need to know why you didn't like what you heard. Constructive criticism. Yeah, be more constructive with your feedback. But <laughs> Put it in Minnesotan. <laughs> convey, <laughs> convey it. Convey it like marriage there. Well, I thought you were real good, but I just yeah. figured you could use well, a little you know, bit more Anthony was, and a little bit less Nick. Because <laughs> <laughs> Anthony's so handsome. Also, I've heard he's got a big penis. You went southern. Irish or Irish. southern? I don't know. I don't know, I don't what know that how that to was. do. No, that was my accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Good. Okay. So yeah. Whew. We're just looking. Sorry. Glad you did that before we ended the show, so they can still have a chance to comment on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> join us next week as we just go weird, weird as fuck in space. I have no other way to describe this movie. Weird as fuck in space. In the fifth element. Until then, I'm Nick with Anthony and Elise. And thanks for rewatching.
have to get the belly back into the pants. <laughs>